This episode is brought to you by Absolute Landscapes. Absolute Landscapes is a landscape maintenance company that focuses heavily on commercial property maintenance. Call today for information about the services we provide and how we can best help you. 803-427-5944. Yeah, so so we'll do that, man. It's all good. Um, so what I guess maybe kind of what started this whole thing, you put this picture up like we talked about on social media you know, like a, like a, from here to there type thing. Uh, and I feel like, I feel like you feel like, and maybe we both feel like, like there's been a lot of, I, I, I don't want to say improvement. Cause I don't know how you felt about, you know, yourself or your life at that point, but there's just been a lot of change. Let's say that. Yeah. So, and, um, when we, we were talking last time, you, you seemed like you were pretty, you know, pretty happy about that change. It was like a pretty big thing for you. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I, I definitely call it an, an improvement. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there, no, you're good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely call it an improvement um, for sure. Hard fault one, to say the least. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's probably six ish years, give or take, between that picture and uh, and now. Um, that was right before like I switched careers and did something completely different than what I had been doing. So, so yeah, it's, it's been a ride, man, for sure. So I, I know I've, I might have asked you this already, um, but I mean, what do you think it was that inspired that man? What, what what was it that just you know said you know what I don't I don't maybe I don't like where I'm at or I could do be doing more with myself whatever it was what was it that was kind of the catalyst for that? Sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean that that was in essence I guess what what kind of started this thing. Um, and coming to the understanding that like I could bitch and complain all I wanted to, but like I really wasn't doing anything to, to move the needle. Mm. Um, and I finally, I, I got, I got kind of a talking to man by somebody and I guess I was finally ready to listen and, um, yeah, chopped my hair off, all that good stuff. Started, started applying for sales jobs and, Military enlistment between the first picture and the last. I mean, pretty much every up and down and experience you can imagine, man. I I, I went through it the past few years, but um, it was definitely wanting something more. I mean, working 50, 60 hours a week just to pay bills and be broke just wasn't just more to life to that. Like I, I knew that, and I uh, just had to get some get some momentum going, man. Which is the hardest part by the way, of making a change. Yeah. Yeah. That first step seems to be the hardest, but you know, every, every time, like you hear people that have these big plans and these big goals, they want to do these, these big things, but it's always day one or one day, you know? And I mean, it could, you could, you could push it out as far as you want to, man. You could wait on when the time is right, when the market's right, when the economy's right, when your, you know, kids are growing, whatever it is. But I just, I've always been under the, the belief that there's really, if you wait for the right time, the right time is going to pass you up. Yes. You know, I mean, there, there, there's, there's just so much truth in that. Oh my God. <laughs> now, obviously that doesn't apply to everything, but I mean, you just, it, I think we spend so much time waiting on um, the right time. When I think really that's, that's sometimes we use that as an excuse to, to make us feel better about maybe not taking action. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that that sounds when I hear that I take it as some being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, which until you start 
actually doing stuff and failing, you're going to be scared of it. I mean, that's every, every successful person I've ever talked to says the same thing, you know, about making mistakes and failing. I can't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of my success was built on the mountain I built with my failures. <laughs> yeah. And like that, that is so true, man. Like you pretty much got to stick your chin out there and just get ready to get punched in the mouth and be okay with that. And a mm -hmm. lot of people, I mean, I was one of them too, man. Like I always rationalized it as, Oh, I could do that if I wanted to, I could be that person if I wanted to. And I guess I, I kind of called myself out on it a little bit. Like, are you sure? I mean, I, yeah. it really started to be like a, like a, like a pacification almost mm. just to, just to get me through the understand that I was capable of so much more than what I was doing. And like, that's not a knock, you know, to anybody in any certain trade or anything. It's, that's just not what I wanted my life to look like. I just want to preface everything I'm about to say with that. Cause it can really right. be taken as, kind of putting people down but that's that's not my intention whatsoever yeah no I, I i get you on that man um and i know why you know i i see how that can maybe be taken that way but i know that's not the way you intend it intended it but i think you're right though because i think a lot of people like i've felt exactly what you're talking about when you say oh well i can do that you know i'm i'm not worried about it because i know i can do that but I think on the other hand, too, a lot of people feel like that these people that they admire or whoever have talents or abilities that they don't have for some reason. Like we put people on a pedestal and I've, I've talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it, uh, especially with social media. You know, everybody puts the, the, the highlight reel of their life on social media and then we get on social media and we look and like, oh, man their life looks so awesome. Why doesn't mine look that way? And so it can definitely go both ways. Like people can definitely look oh. at it both ways. I mean, you can rationalize with yourself and say, Oh, well, I'm not worried about that because I can do that one day if I want to. Or you could say, well, I'm not going to beat myself up about that. Cause this person is just so much more talented or whatever it is. I mean, <sighs> talent definitely plays a role in the world, but I think when it comes down to it, man, there's only so much, there's only so far that talent will take you. Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what is it like when you hear these guys, like when you hear these guys winning the, uh, the Olympics, you know, and they win by like, I mean, a, a millisecond, you know what I mean? Like that's not talent, man. I mean, it's talent for them to be there. Like definitely that's talent for them to be there. But when, right. they, when they're all competing and they're trying to do something, they win by that fraction of a second. Now that's just like that. I mean, they just it's, want it. You know what I mean? It's hard it's to the, work. It's, it's the hustle, man. Um, hustle outworks talent when talent don't work. Exactly. Um, so, like, what blew my mind was it was right after Kobe passed, man. Um, I was listening to an interview. It might have been a podcast with, like, his, like, personal development coach. Or might have been sure what role he had in Kobe's life. But um, I remember the, the guy being like, Kobe was not the most talented basketball player I've ever coached. Um, like he, like by a mile, he was not the best shooter, wasn't the fastest runner, couldn't jump the highest, but like what set Kobe apart was just the work, man. Exactly. And dude, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard like his schedule, how regimented it was, but he was like in the gym at 4am every day 
And he, he had his day so broken down where he could fit in like an extra practice or two every day. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the math, you know, that's X amount extra every week, month and year over a decade. You know, you've, you've practiced, you know, years more than the next guy. Exactly. And dude, when you, when you hear it like that, and it's like the, the, the most successful people are just playing on a completely different level when it comes to work. Like if you think you're working hard, I promise you somebody's out there working harder. Yeah. Yeah. Promise. Do you know who Eric Thomas is? Have you ever heard of Eric Thomas? E.T.? Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. He's okay. So he's got this thing, you know. One of his big, one of his big um, messages is that you might be more. What? How does he say it? More privileged than him. You might come from wealth, or you know, have a have a good, stable family. But he says that he's not going to be outworked. And I think there's, I think there's some truth in that, man. I think there's some truth in that because I've I've heard what you said about uh, about Kobe. And what was the story? Who was it? Uh, who was it, Mike? What did Michael Jordan like play with the flu one time or something? He yeah, yeah the flu game. game, man. Yeah, we hit that game winner against the Jazz, man. With I mean, that's not like buzzer beater. How how do you how do you go up against a guy like that? You know, I mean, we could I talk mean, about we could talk about Rocky like standing up in the final round when anybody else would have just like been done. Like, how do you go up against the guy? Okay, here's the deal: you can't beat a guy. <laughs> like, like here's the deal, man. You can't beat a guy who's not who will who would not allow himself to lose to anybody other than himself. Yeah. I mean I mean that's that's just that's just what it's people like David Goggins. How do you how do you compete with a guy like that? Well you can't because every day those kind of people are competing with themselves. Yeah. Like the the the, the competition, air quotes, is like not really existent to them. Because they don't got nothing to prove to anybody, man. And it's it's hard to imagine going up against somebody like that. Um, I mean, it it blows my mind, dude. It's like, and I'm trying to get to that point. And like every time, like I think I've hit a limit. You know, there comes a, a David Goggins reel where he's on like mile 45 of his 50 mile run and talking shit the whole time. And that's an easy day. That's a light day. Yeah, yeah, that's just getting out stretching the legs, man. Um, but it, like, it does put put things in perspective, um, which is huge for me. Perspective is like that's a massive, massive thing for me. Um, especially when when you think you can't go anymore or you're having a bad day. Like, I'm, I, I've got like a pretty deep well of things that can be like, well, it ain't that bad. That's definitely one of them, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that perspective, once you – I think we maybe talked about this last time. Once you see that your bad might be bad, but compared to somebody else, maybe it's not so bad. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you could be uh, – we're complaint. we This kills me. We'll go to social media or wherever on a $1,000 phone and complain about the world. Meanwhile, there's there's people in the world who are struggling to get clean water. And those are probably the people that built that phone you're complaining about. Um, like it, like dude, like so. One thing that kind of happened in in my transformation was like I've I've got so little tolerance for just like kind of mindless complaining. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I just just don't, man. Like it's it's just negative energy, and a lot of times those people aren't ever going to get it anyway. It's not, it's not serving you any benefit, man, to, to keep hearing that. 
Um, I know we talked about this last time too, but like the brain's a muscle and it reacts off to what you feed it. And if you surround, if all you're getting is just the complaining and just the, the woe is me stuff, man, you'll fall into that. And that shit's toxic, man. It it's is so toxic. toxic. Oh it, that's that's exactly what I was going to say is it's toxic. And it sounds like it, it's really hard, man, when you have somebody that's maybe close to you that does that. I mean, it's, it's one thing if it's a complete stranger and you're like, you know, just stop. But if you have somebody who's, I mean, no, I'm just saying, if you have somebody who's close to you or maybe somebody that you see every day and, and, and they're that kind of person, man, you cannot put yourself around that shit. And it seems like it's selfish to say, cut that person off or at least distance yourself from them. But at the same time, you have to, you have to be the one that takes care of you because like the change that you made the change anybody else makes the, the progress that they make, I mean, nobody's going to do it for you. And if, if the way I see it, like it might be selfish to, to look at it that way, but here's the deal. If you don't improve your life, if you don't make the changes you want to make, who else is going to do it? And if you're a person who has a family, uh, career, a business, social circle, anywhere that people depend on you or rely on you. Is it really selfish if you're trying to be the best person you can be? Because all those people are going to benefit. If you make the improvements that you need to make, and if you can, if you can improve your life the way that you see that you need to, it's not just that it's going to benefit yourself. It's going to benefit all those people that are connected to you. So is it really selfish? Is it really a selfish thing to want to improve yourself? It's not, man. I, I think this is something something Ed Milet talked about when I when I went and saw him speak. But it was, you know, you've got to be in a position where you can't help other people. And you, and you talk about, you know, who's going to take care of who else is going to take care of you besides you. I'm just going to give out a little secret here. Nobody cares about your problems, like like at all. I mean, to a point, yeah. But at the same time, like, like there's a limit to that, man. Yeah. Um, and understanding that, like, nobody gives a shit if you slept three hours last night. Nobody cares about all this extra stuff, man. I mean, they do to a point, but at, at the end of the day, you know, they don't. And if it comes to, like, example would be, you know, like your job, you know, if, if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing or not performing, what do you think is going to happen? Like, that excuse might work for a little bit, but ultimately, it's not. It's, it's, yeah. it's not. Um, and I think that mind frame really helps a lot too. just getting rid of the excuses, man. Once, once the excuses start, it's tough to get it to stop. It's yeah. Cause it's, cause it's so easy. You give yourself that first one and then like the next one comes easier and easier. But the thing about excuses, man, like nobody, like sometimes you have an excuse and nobody will blame you. Like if you, you know, whatever you slept three hours or you, something happened to you, like nobody blames you. That's the bad thing. If you have an excuse and you quit or you give up, nobody blames you. But if you keep pushing through it and keep going and you get actually get where you want to be and get and and be who you want to become, then that's when you win big and everybody's like, Oh my God, how did he do this? How does she do that? But if it's, if there's an excuse, like it's like, well, of course you quit. Why? Who wouldn't quit? You know? David Goggins yeah. had shin splints and, and, and a hernia, wherever else he had when he was in buds. Like, who, who wouldn't broken quit? Broken kneecap. Broken yeah. legs, bro swollen feet. Like, who wouldn't quit in that situation? But he gets through it, and now he's like, he has psychologists, like, picking at his mind, trying to figure out, well, what, 
the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah, what's like, broken? Yeah. yeah, like how 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 is he broken mentally that he's actually pushing through this stuff? Um, I heard a neuroscientist explain some stuff about David Goggins. By the way, you know Andrew Huberman. He's yeah. on Joe Rogan and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. he's done some work with David Goggins. He didn't go into detail about um about results because I guess it's like a you know confidentiality thing. But he's he's apparently worked with David Goggins on some stuff as far as like how he can push through this stuff. He was on uh there's a podcast called the Rich Roll Podcast. It, it's not really a he's he's done work with like uh, Rogan and Huberman and guys like that, but um. I'll send you a link to some of his stuff. That's where I heard that that one on, and uh, they were talking about Goggins and people like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, okay, so so not to get off too much on a tangent here. So go go back to our story here. So you you had this you had this idea to make this improvement. Like you just had to you had you felt like you had to you felt like you were not where you wanted to be, or not headed to where you wanted to be. And so you yeah. just yeah. So I mean, no, just, I mean, I mean, like so. You ever seen the movie um, Goodwill Hunting? Mm. There's a line in there where Affleck's like, "I'm gonna wake up one day, I'm gonna be 50, and I'm still gonna be doing this shit." Yep. Um, like that. That was me. I was gonna blink, and I was just gonna be an old man that never did anything of note. Man, kind of perpetuated the cycle of my family, more or less. I mean, there's been a few few people in my family kind of make it out of the the area where we grew up at, but but not many, man. And even the ones that did, you know, it was strictly blue collar for the most part, you know, it's kind of the same situation, man. It really wasn't that different. Just like a new place to where you're, you're working all these hours or whatever for a shit company just to be broke and to pay bills, man. And like, I, I remember early, man, like right after I got out of high school working that first job, I remember saying a lot, like there's got to be, excuse me, there's got to be um, more than just a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Like a wake up and hit the time clock, you know, get your 30 minutes for lunch and, and all that. And, but like, I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. I guess I, to a point, I was kind of waiting for something to happen to me, I guess. Mm. And, and all the people I was surrounded by, for the most part, um, were giving me advice and had never done anything themselves. And it kind of fell on deaf ears, man, until I actually talked to somebody who kind of came from a similar situation and I saw what, what he was able to do. And no, man, it just, it just hit me at the right time. And man, I uh, really never looked back and it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's about so, it. so you were just trying to, you, you were just trying to get it all figured out. You knew that you, where you wasn't, where you were is not where you wanted to end up. You were trying to get it all figured out. Um, how did you get, or, or, or maybe not necessarily how, but like, what do you think it was that kind of pushed you into the sales world? Like what, I mean, was it, uh, do you think that you were just kind of, Cause, cause here's the thing. I know you personally, people that's listening to this might not know you personally and you have a very, I, I, you would, you might, are you an introvert or extrovert? Which would you say? Oh, 100% introverted dude. Okay. Cause I, I would say that, um, I don't know, man, you, I guess maybe I kind of see that, but like you're a very, what would you say? Uh, like, it seems like it's easy for you to talk to people and like open up to people and, and things like that. So I, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is you would, it seems like you would do well in sales, like, you know, building that relationship with people and, uh, 
and 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 making that thing happen. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think it was? Like you just you just said that. Um, I, I don't know. I guess that would be the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like an anticlimactic thing. When I'm, what I'm about to say, but it was it was honestly just a suggestion by that by the guy I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so, like, basically, you know, now that like I've I've been through everything and, and kind of picked everything apart. There's three three ways that you can make really really good money in life and not have to be you know stuck to the hours that you work. A is own your own business. Uh, two is to go to school for a really long time, or three is to learn how to sell something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no desire to be an entrepreneur. Did not want to spend a good idea in years in school. Yeah, no, I know I know what y'all's life looks like, and I'm 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 okay. Um, but yeah, he, he just made the suggestion, man. He was like, you know, this, this is what I ended up doing, and it's been great for me. Um, let's go try it. I mean, I never even, like, even looking back, like in high school, you know, I've, I was always the kid that took the vocational courses, you know, auto mechanics. Um, what, what was Mr. Barton's class? Um, AutoCAD or whatever, the uh, architectural design. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I always stuck to that type of stuff, man. I never even considered the, the business world or anything what I would consider white collar as like an option. Um, I just assumed it wouldn't fit my personality, man, but so wrong, so wrong. And, you know, the whole introverted thing too, it's like me, like I can, I can talk to people. I mean, I, obviously I would hope so at this point, <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely not a natural thing for me. Um, like I have to, it takes a lot more energy for me to do it. And it's kind of like an onstage performance where like, you're still getting me. It is just the absolute most extroverted version of me. Mm. And, and you kind of understanding that man. It, I mean, it always surprises people to hear like, there's a lot more introverts in the sales field than probably what you realize. I, I, if I had to take a guess, it's probably about a 50, 50 split between the two. Well, I've never heard this before, but I would imagine like an introverted person, if you're doing a one-on-one sales thing, it might be easier for that person to build a relationship with them, you know, especially if they're more of a reserved person. I mean, oh, dude, like, I don't don't know if you've ever seen like an introverted person get overwhelmed by the person they're talking to. Um, But like, there's definitely a level of discomfort when that happens. I mean, ultimately it kind of comes back to, to being able to relate to people. Like my famous line is you could take me uptown, um, drop me off, you know, in the black suit, you know, the, the whole uh, black and white thing. And I'll be fine there. And you can drop me off at a pool room somewhere. I'll throw on a hat and some steel toes and I'll be fine there too. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's crazy looking back because I never had like a click in high school. Like I always bounced around, man. So like I was just mixing in with all these different types of people and like it never like I never saw it being a benefit, man, until I got into sales and it's like I really can relate to just about anybody I talk to. And I think that's the bigger key than being, you know, introverted or extroverted is understanding the person you're talking to and understanding how to how to speak to them. That's yeah. that's a game changer for sure. Yeah, I was um I was asking because I always kind of ask people that, you know, if, it, if they're in entrepreneurship or sales or, 
something that's a very highly competitive environment. I'm just curious what kind of pushes people into that. Um, but I, I see what you're saying about, you know, not having a click, man. I was, I was like that too. And I feel like exactly you, you said it the best way probably that you could say it is that that does help you kind of relate to, you know, different people of different walks of life in different areas. Uh, and so I, I, I see 100% what you're saying on that. Yeah. And, and, and people, people have more in common than what the average person thinks until they kind of start talking to different people, man. Um, yeah, and that, that was probably, that's the, that's the best thing I could have did at the time, man, which is kind of float, float around, you know, um, and as far as sales goes too, man, you know, honesty and transparency go a long mm. way. Yeah, buddy, I, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, man. There's, I, I know you've seen it. You know, I, I know you. Landscaping is a is what, is what I would call a red sea, um, industry where there's a lot of people doing it. Like yeah. you're not gonna, you're like you're not gonna invent like a brand new way of doing it. You know. Yeah. Um. So, I know. I mean, I'd imagine you go up against like a lot of people and stuff, and you kind of see some. I don't want to say questionable, like kind of throwing anybody or any company under the bus, man. But there's definitely some stuff that you, that you'll see where it's like probably should have told them about that or been a little mm -hmm. bit more open and transparent about what you were going to do or what you did do. And yeah. man, that is so critical. You know, if, if you don't own your own business to work for a company that is honest and transparent, like you be, be picky when you choose somewhere to work is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yeah, I see that. There's a lot of that that maybe kind of goes around that dishon that I won't say there's a lot of dishonesty, but there's a lot of people who put making profit as the top priority. And obviously, you know, you have to make profit. You have to be able to uh, to pay your expenses. But I just don't see that as the top priority, man. I don't I don't see it. I, I, and I've, I've heard this and I wish I knew who said this. But since the day I heard it, this is the philosophy I've had on this. You're not there to make a sale. You're there to solve a problem. Yes. Um, and it's like, you know, uh, Simon Sinek, is that right? Sinek I, think Sinek? That's how I think there's like a silent syllable in there somewhere, but yeah. So I heard him explain one time that a business is like a vehicle. It's like a car. The money you don't really have a business to make money just the same way that you don't have a vehicle just to put gas in it. The purpose is to, to go somewhere, you know, to, to go to a place. And, uh, I guess maybe for individuals, for companies that that's, that's different. But, um, but I think that's a good philosophy to have because if you put money as the top priority, then I think that's where people come into this thing about the dishonesty, cutting uh, corners, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I'll just say this. I know people who I don't know if you would consider them entrepreneurs or independent contractors or whatever, but like they are so like, it's like they're hyper fixated on this money thing so much that, uh, that they'll cut a corner. I mean, they will. And, yeah. and if it, you, if it means boosting profits. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, and I, I just, I don't agree with that, man. I, I, I don't, um, I mean, but, but money's supposed to be the byproduct. Like the goal should be to do the right things. And the money comes as a byproduct of that. Exactly. Like if you do the right things for long enough, like the money's going to find you. And I think that's where people got it backwards. Like don't do the right things because it's easy. Do the right things because you're supposed to, you're supposed to want to do that. By the way, you're not supposed to really have to force yourself to do that. But 
I mean, if, if, you're, if you're checking all those boxes, man, like the money's going to find you and the success is going to find you. Um, and I and think that's too, the best way I can say it. I think, too, the market kind of weeds out those people. You know, people want to talk about capitalism and, and maybe why it's not the best uh, system to have. But, like, the, the thing that you can say about capitalism, man, is, like, the most competent people get get the work to get the share of the, you know, the, the majority share of the market. And it's like, I, I don't know. I can't think of anything that would work better than that. I mean, you know, like you, if you have a terminal cancer, who do you want to go to? You want to go to the best doctor you can find, right? Yep. I mean, and, and I don't know. So that's a whole nother rabbit hole that for another discussion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can, that can go a long way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so last time, man, we were talking about this, uh, and I think we touched on a little bit right here too, this sort of inner shadow that we have, um, which I, I tried to explain to you, which was basically like, if you could think of the ways of your, like the, your inner shadow would be like who you, who you could be if you let yourself go in the most negative direction that you could. So in other words, it would be like the worst qualities of yourself. Um, you know, we talked about if you can imagine like Jocko Willick is a very, he has a lot of aggression and he's, he's learned to harness that aggression, put that into something that's productive that helps the people around him society. And if you could imagine him taking that in the opposite direction and being who knows what, I mean, uh, me probably see him on, on channel nine, man, done, you know, <laughs> done all sorts of bad things. <laughs> well, like he's an aggressive guy. He's a strong guy. He's a smart guy, but he's also a leader. And like, dude, yeah. you're talking about like, I mean, that's Hitler, man. I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's like, it, it's not that extreme of a comparison, man. And, you know, it's funny. It's almost like the, the, the rule is like the best leaders are all, almost always the most troubled with stuff like that is what I, is what I've noticed. Um, I think it's because they can relate a lot better. If that makes sense. Like they, yeah, maybe, I mean, I have no idea how to vocalize this kind of what the thought is in my head, but I don't know. There's just something that makes them easy to follow. I guess that's a terrible way of putting they're, it. They're charismatic. That. They're charismatic yes. people. Yeah. Um, but you know, like hit, like you have, you, you think about a person who could go in that direction. I mean, leadership is definitely a key quality, you know? Yeah. Uh, but so I said that to, to, to talk about like, you know, I, I, we all have this shadow, man. And I, I can't remember. I think this is a, uh, I'm pretty sure this is a Carl Jung thing. The, the shadow self. I mean, there's people that's, that's written books on this. There's a, you know, there's a, uh, a therapy, like a shadow work where you can kind of explore yourself. But I think one thing that sometimes we forget about is like all these. I'm trying to be careful with how I word this. Like you have to think about something like the Holocaust and think about the people who were the guards of the Holocaust. I mean, maybe some were forced to do it, but you have to really think about it, man. Like, were they just following orders? Like, were they doing what they, 
were manipulated maybe and to think was was right. The bottom line is like those were regular. That was like normal people. I know you. I know you know that uh, Jordan Peterson. Yes, he's talked before about um, how he has thought about how it, it's like that. He what? How did he say it? He was in a debate with Sam Harris. You know Sam Harris? I do not. Okay, he's a he's a, he's a smart guy, man. He's um he's kind of on the other end of the scale of of Peterson. But they were having a debate, and they asked Peterson what what is, was something that he thought that he hated. What was something he would say that he hated? And this was like when like their closing thing. And he said that he thought of how he's just like a normal person, and he could have very well been in that time a Nazi concentration camp guard. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll I'll send you that uh, I'll send you that 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 because you got to listen to it. They're t- really intelligent guys. But here's the bottom line. This is the point I'm trying to make. We all had this shadow self in us, and, for, and it's different for different people. But let's say you have a person who's just rebellious by nature. Like that would be their shadow. Part of their shadow would just be a rebellious person. If a person were to take that and incorporate it into their personality, you don't know what they, I mean, they could become an independent person. If they continue to work on it, they could become a leader who really inspires. Think about the people who do like the biggest things in like the biggest moves in society. Think about people like, um, they really go against the grain. Elon Musk. I'm not saying Elon Musk was a rebellious person, but he definitely didn't go with the grain. He definitely went against people. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what his, uh, shadow would be but just think about like the the stuff that the people like that like how they how they take that and incorporate it into something that's this positive am i making sense here or am i losing you yeah no i mean like there's like there's i guess there's fuel for everybody you know in that like, right it could go one of two ways i mean you, you see it like i think a good way of putting it is like you see it with somebody who comes from like a distressed childhood, right? Mm. You usually you get one of two extremes out of that. Either they're like you know in and out of jail, career criminal stuff, or you get like the super successful that they wearing that chip on their shoulder person who has you know just accomplished a lot in life. And it's almost weird how like you almost always see one extreme or the other. Um, it, to me, like in my experience, it's been more rare to see somebody that's kind of in the middle. But, yeah, I mean, it's all about how you use the environment that you've been put in and what's inside of you to kind of guide yourself, I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Because, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it's exactly right. I mean, different time, different place, you know, who, who knows what you would have been. That's it's kind of creepy to think about, man. Like I, like I heard, I heard something a long time ago, man. It was like your life is like really shaped by like four or five like large decisions. Like you got the day to day stuff, yeah, that kind of you know not really moves the needle at all. But then like there's four or five decisions you make that are really gonna like dictate how your life turns out. I think that's true, man. I do. I I see. I definitely see that. Um... I see. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay. So this, I can't, I can't like drop this right now. Cause I, I got to explain this, this shadow self thing, man, is something that I can, I, I, I understand 
internally, but it's hard for me to put it into words. Don't you hate that, man? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, because it's, it's a it's a feeling sometimes. Like it's a, it's a it's an understanding that you can't really figure out how to help other people understand. Yeah, but it's like <coughs> one way you can look at this shadow self is like we have qualities about ourselves that we don't necessarily like. And uh, if you read about the shadow and you, you look into it, one thing you'll find is let's say there's a person that you don't necessarily like or that you don't, maybe you don't trust them. There's just something about them. They're not necessarily a bad person, but, but you specifically, there's some reason for this person that you don't like this person, some reason that you don't like them. If you, if you look at it and if you truly think about it, what you might find is that the qualities that you don't like in that person are the same qualities that you don't like about yourself. And I think the, the lack of humility that we have, everybody, all of us, of, of like, well, I'm, I'm not like that. I would never be like that. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie about that kind of thing. But like the, the thing is like, we are all, we're all human. We're all human beings. We all make yeah. mistakes. And, uh, when I found, when I heard about some of the things you don't like in another person or some of the things you don't like in yourself, I was like, okay, first of all, um, how dare you? How yeah, dare first you of all, how, how you dis, how dare you disrespect me like that? You're like the accuracy, <laughs> the accuracy of that statement. I was like, bro, what the hell just happened? But that's true, man. That's true. I'm not saying yeah. every single person that you don't like, but you know, I know you don't have to tell me, but I know there's at least one person that you, that this probably come to your uh -huh. mind and you're like, Oh shit. You know, there's one person in my mind right now. And that's, ex that is the exact reason, man. It's cause like, I, 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 I it's the same qualities. It's the same qualities. And that's, yeah. refle it, it's reflected is the, Dude, is the whole point. What, one of my like closest friends from when I was in my early twenties, man, like looking back on it, like what he became would have been so easy for me to slide into. And like, I, and like looking back, like I can't stand him now, but, and, that, and that's exactly why, because we were so much alike. Mm. And it's like, it just, it almost scares me in a way to realize like how close it came. Like I like looking over the edge being like, that looks, looks pretty good down there. Um, and just for whatever reason, didn't end up like that, man, you know? Well, and that this is the whole point I was trying to make about bringing the shadow self up. I feel like sometimes we, if we, if we have this, if, if, if we're a person who has a lot of self-awareness, if we're able to look into ourselves, sometimes we can take that and put it into a, uh, a productive thing. And I guess that's just, man, you talk about doing some soul search and that's a soul journey right there. Yeah, I mean, to, go, I mean, to go inside yourself and to ask yourself, like, what are the ways that, that you're not, uh, I guess maybe the qualities that th those qualities we're talking about, like what, and I'm not asking you, you don't have to say this, but like, just ask yourself, this guy you're talking about and you, you said there were some, some similarities. What were those? And just, just ask yourself that. And like, you'll just be like, dude, you know, like it'll blow yeah. your mind. I mean, what's the old cliche, you know, life's not about what happens to you, but it's how you react to it. Um, yep. I think that's, I think that's like the separator, like in my head of me thinking about the person I'm thinking about, it's like, 
a lot of the same stuff happened. I mean, there was obviously some differences, but like the way I reacted to it was 180 degrees of difference between the way he reacted to it. The outcomes were like 180 degrees apart too. And it's, it's like, it almost sounds too simple. You know what I mean? Like it almost sounds like it, it, it can't be that simple, man, but, but sometimes it is. And these cliches exist for a reason, man. You know what I mean? That they are cliche for a reason, and it's it's good to listen to them. Um, yeah, yeah, I see that. And you know something else too. I this the, I I don't know if you can tell. This topic fascinates me. This this shadow self thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a book. I'll have to send you this book. Uh, about about the shadow. Um, and I'm not making this stuff up, man. I'm doing like a, probably a poor job of explaining this, but this is a real, like, this is a real thing. Like Carl, Jung, I think I'm pretty sure I'm almost certain it was Carl Jung who said this or, or who, you know, at least discovered this first. Uh, but, but I forgot where I was going with that one. Um, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard thing to put into words, man. I mean, uh, okay. I'll tell you like this, this, this is probably the, the most succinct way I can explain it. Probably the simplest way. Carl Jung has a quote about this. He says, what you want to find most will be found where you least want to look. So what does that mean? I mean, what, what, whether it's a quality in yourself, a quality about your life, something that, that you know needs to change, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, that, that can apply to so many different things. Yeah. yeah, That's, that's how I took it, you know, making a change or something, you know, like the things that have been most beneficial to me have been the hardest. And it's, it's weird how that lines up too, but like, that's what I took away from what you said was, well, you're not the first person I've heard say that though. You're not the first person I've heard say that some of the best things maybe not the best, some of the most valuable things that's ever happened to you have been the hardest. I mean, like when you say that the first thing that comes into my head was, is, you know, for myself anyway, doing jujitsu, man, like that was the first really hard thing I'd done on any consistent basis, man. And like it, it, it is almost like it rewires your brain. When you do something really difficult for a long time, like it, it really, I don't know, man. Like you, you kind of get mental calluses. It's probably the, the best term I've heard for it. I mean, back to that brain as a muscle thing. If you're not working it out, I mean, say you don't go hit the gym for a few months, man. You go back, you can tear your hands up because your calluses are gone. You, you're going to be way more sore than what you're used to being because you hadn't worked out in a long time. Same thing, man. It's, it's doing doing challenging things on a consistent basis, you know, physical and mental too. Um, it seemed to be the most beneficial, man. Like the job I've got now is by far the most demanding thing I've ever done in my life um, professionally. And like I'm a little over a year into it now and it, it, it blows my mind how much I've grown. Um professionally and like as a person man to kind of just wake up and get into the fire every day and be okay with it and get comfortable being uncomfortable i I love that saying that i need to get that tattooed across my forehead yeah that's a good one man (laughs) but but i mean you're right there's something to be said about 
doing these difficult things that prove to you that you're capable of doing these difficult things. Because, you know, you talk about a cliche, like there's no growth in comfort. There's no growth in comfort. You'll you're not, not going to grow for there. Yeah. You're not going to grow as a person. I mean, you're not going to be get in shape. You're not going to grow your career. You cannot grow in comfort, man. And uh, so when you say that, that, you know, some of these things that you're like jujitsu and, and uh, maybe the job you have now, like these things are difficult. And this is what I say too. If you do these things on a daily basis, you, you're proving to yourself that you can do these things on a daily basis. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. You'll hear people say things like, I want to, I want to, I want to think about exactly who said this. Cause I want to make sure it was right. If somebody, if, if you're doing something for a person that they can do for themselves, it's, it's almost like you're stealing from that person because you're not giving them the opportunity to, to build or grow themselves and it's like you're you're it's almost like you're taking that experience from them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like giving somebody the vegetables but not teaching them how to grow a garden. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. and I mean I there's truth in that. There's truth in that because if you think about if you could if if like just look back on your life, just say the last decade, if somebody would have taken all the uh the hard times from you. If somebody would take just, just came in and just took away all the hard things, all the hard times, the feelings, situations, relationships, whatever it was for you. If somebody just took that away, where, where do you think you would be right now? Like how different do you think your life would be? Soft as baby shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I mean like, man, like the struggle and everything, the struggles and these these hard feelings, man, that's what makes us human, man. And there's like some kind of weird twisted ass beauty into that to where like, I don't want to say I crave bad times because I, I mean, I wish it was that easy to be happy all the time. But like, I do know that like when those situations come up, they will pass. And, the, and there's something beautiful on the other side of that, man. It's like I, like I try to cultivate those experiences, man. So like the, the future hard times won't be really as hard. They might be, they might seem like it um, at the time, but like if you get like a wider view of it, it's not as difficult as it was, you know, at a different time. Yeah. It's, I guess is what I'm trying to say there. I got you. Um, I read something one time that said no pressure, no diamond. Man, and do you I, remember Coach Clyburn? Remember him from high school? I think so. Yeah, he, he was there for like a year. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, he, he, me being you know want to be Mister Long Snapper. His he, every time he'd see me, he'd go, "Bales, you know what pressure does? Does two things: it bursts pipes and it makes diamonds." Hmm. And like for whatever reason that saying's always stuck to me, man. But there, there's some truth in that. Like if you if you make a sword, what do you have to do to it? You gotta put it in the fire. Yeah. And David Goggins like, says you beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's exactly right though, man. Mm -hmm. Like you have to put yourself through more and more strenuous situations, man. Like like the the president of the United States did not wake up one day and just magically have the ability to handle that kind of microscope they're under. Mm -hmm. 
did not. That is a culmination of a lifetime of, you know, putting yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable. And that is the only way to ever go anywhere in life, man. Like I, I heard it put, you know, if you're waiting to like have everything figured out at the level you're at before you progress, you'll never leave. Like every successful person is like, I'll figure it out when I get there, figure it out when I get there. And it's a lot of pressure, but at the same time, man, that's exactly right. Like you, you've got to kind of just send it at a point, put yourself in the fire and see if a, see if a sword comes out on the other end of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you hundred percent on that, man. I, I agree uh, with everything, but like we were talking about earlier, you know, here come the excuses. Here come the here come the negativity. Here come the I mean, but whatever else. Gonna that, fucking be something like like. There's always going to be something, man. You know, like holy shit. There is always going to be something, dude. Yeah. And and like, I think that's what kind of set me off, man. Was like, it, I mean, it, it was literally like the next day. Like I had enough, and I think I don't want to phrase this. Like, you've got to be ready to just go. Like, he's talking about market conditions and economic conditions and, you know, this, that, and the other for all these reasons why you shouldn't, man. And, like, the human brain has, like, a tendency to focus on those things. Like, and it takes a while to get out of that when you start mm-hmm. looking at that. They're like, why, why, why won't me? Why shouldn't this work? Why, why not me right now? Because, like, the, the, the person you're idolizing was just a random motherfucker at one point in his life. Yep. Promise. Promise. There is, there's probably a minimal intellect difference there, but a whole shit ton more balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. More of a, of a willingness to just, you know, it's, it's, it's either going to work or it ain't, but I'm here for it. Going to get after it and see what happens. There's and, a lot and, of freedom in that mindset, dude. Oh, man. And this is what I've, 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 I feel like I have said this on almost every single podcast that I've done up to this point. But it's like, even if you fail, like even if you try like hell for this thing and it doesn't work out and you fail, look who you became in the process to bring in another terribly used cliche. It's not the destination. It's the journey. Yes. That shit is real, (laughs) man. Like that shit's real because like who you become while you're trying to get this thing is always more important than where you end up. Because the big, you can't buy it. You can't put a value on that. No, you can't. And the big thing for me, for me is that like you turned over that rock, like you explored that possibility, you know, like, I guess, I guess my biggest fear is, you know, sitting, sitting there on my, on my front porch, uh, rocking chair when I'm like 70, I'm like looking back on my life and it was like, man, I, I, I want this, all the stuff I wanted to do. I never did it. Now I'm out of time. Like time scares these shit out of me, man. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I, I don't know how it affects you, man, but just a realization like to know one day, like 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 bruh, you ain't gonna be here. And yep. there is no no replay. So I mean, like I try to squeeze every ounce out of every day. I mean, I don't always get there. And I think that's I think that's another thing too. Like no no all these successful people aren't perfect, but I'd be damned to think striving for it. But that's kind of beside the point. But yeah, like that scares the hell out of me, you know, to be sitting there full of regret at like 70, 80, or 90. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know man, exactly what you me, mean. It gives me chills. Man, I got chills right now. 
and 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 here's another thing too. Um, while we're on this topic, like people, I don't know if you've ex- experienced this when you you know you say you tr- you're doing these hard things, you're trying to progress towards this thing. I, I mean, I feel like the gr- regret is like th- that fear of regrets, like an ongoing thing. But when you have these things, like I don't know, X Y Z is is difficult. You had to get through it. To me, it's almost like it progressively gets harder the closer you get towards whatever goal you have. <laughs> and you're like, son works. of a bitch, dude. I just went through something that I thought I did a pretty good job at. Now I got something else coming at me, but I, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's part of the process. I feel like that's part of the journey. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, but you have to go through progressively harder and harder stuff, just like you have to progressively add more and more weight to the bar. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, like I mean, you have, you have, you have to do it, man. It's, it's like, it comes straight back down to that. I mean, I, I, I love analogies as you can probably tell by this point, because it really puts things in a way like it's easy to understand, man. Right. And it's the same thing. You know, if, if you throw up, you know, 135, three sets of 10 every day, nothing is going to happen. Nothing. Like you've got to put more weight, try a bigger challenge, man. And like, for me, like that's when I'm at my happiest. I can't stand being still, man. And I think that's kind of what fueled my fire was like, bro, like you were going to be the same dude doing mm-hmm. the same thing. What you're working on might be different. Like it, for anybody who may not know prior to all this, I welded for a living. And like, while that, that piece of metal may have been different or that part may have been different, it's the same. It's the absolute same. And like, I have to be working towards a goal. And not only that, I've got to be moving a hundred miles an hour at it. Like I'm doing all this and I'm a full-time student. Yeah. And, Add the kids on top of that, you know, kids and the wife, the family, I should say, like, it is a, it is a load, man. But like, I just remember what I felt like when I wasn't doing that and how miserable I was. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was clinical almost, man. I mean, it was, that was a very difficult time in my life, man, because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what made me happy. I didn't understand who I was. Um, Sidebar understanding who you are and what makes you tick that's that's key man because you you might be okay working at fucking taco bell for the next 40 years and you're happy and that's fine that's That's fine i just i just want to stress that is okay if that's who you want to be however comma (laughs) (laughs) don't expect more if you're doing the same shit like this i i feel like it's literally as simple as that yeah, like for people who who are similar to me and who are kind of happy in like the suck, um, we're, we're trying to get to somewhere. I should say, like you're going to have to be happy in the suck. Like you're not going to get the success without like the shit that comes with it, man. So I mean, it's 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 so much. I mean, the pressure some days, man. It's just like it, it blows my mind that like I, knowing that five six years ago I could not have handled it. And how awesome that is. Oh, man, it's it's wild. Well, you know, what's really crazy is the person that you were five or six or ten years ago could look at you now and be happy. The person be, that you are ten thrilled. years from now is cheering you on, whether you know it or not. We could, dude, bro, we could get bro, that's so heavy. Oh, man. Uh, well, oh. we could really get into a conversation here about time, time perception, like, uh, how you exist and you exist today 
you existed yesterday. If if God willing, we're we're lucky enough, we'll exist tomorrow. But it's not just you today. Like there, there, like your life is a um, and like it's it's like a it's like however many different frames of you there are in your life. It's it's that over time. You see what I'm saying? And uh, but I, I think that's something that we don't really think about a lot, man. Is that if we if we if our past selves could see us now, what would they think about us? And I think that a lot of people, uh, they would be happy. I mean, they would be proud. They would be proud of, of you for how the, yeah. the improvements that you made. And, oh, yeah, dude, 100%. Man. And I don't know how big you are on visualization and things like that, but your future self, let's just say it this way, that your future self is looking at you and they're they're rooting for you, man. Like they're, they're there for yeah. you and they want you like that timeline is going to cross. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I got exactly what you're saying, man. And like, I hadn't really ever framed it that way, man. Cause like, like I'm, I'm super hard on myself, man. Like nobody is ever going to be harder on me than me, mm -hmm. but like that comes with a damn double edged sword there. Cause it can get too much. Yep. And I think that the, that's going to be power, powerful for me because I'm stealing the absolute shit out of that. Just want to let you know. Because um, me, me 10 years ago, seeing where I'm at now, it's like, dude, yep. what are you upset about? Shut up. And, yeah, man, that, that just kind of, mm. Well, see, I think you it and I. got to me a little bit this evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you and I are, are alike in a lot of ways, and that's definitely one of the ways that we're alike. Because I'm the same, I'm in the same situation. I cannot sit still. Um, like I have to be doing something productive. I have to be, it's almost like, and I, I won't even say that I push myself to my limits because I know that there's things that I could do to more intensity than I, what I do them. But I do feel like um, I, I got to be pushing towards something, man. I, I can't, there's no way. I mean, there's absolutely, there is no way I could sit there. Like, I don't, I don't even watch TV. Let's just say that I don't, I don't watch TV. Now I do spend, um, probably too much time on social media. Uh, so I guess, I guess if you, you know, an hour wasted is an hour wasted, whether you're on social media or TV, you know what I mean? So it's, it all works out. Um, but, but you're in that content creation space. So, I mean, it's not like it's a mortal sin for you. Yeah. But uh, man, you know, this social media thing, Every once in a while, I have, to, I have to just check out for a week or two because it's just like no, it's, I, it's healthy. That's healthy, though. Well, I've, I'll tell you this much: I found out like you know five, six, seven days off social media. Um, I feel great, man. I feel fantastic. I just had a just had a conversation picking up food for the family with a uh, a customer of mine, and they just got back from like a um, it's like an off road park. You know what I'm talking about, like. We can go camp like an ATV. Out. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Okay. Camp okay. out and um, bring your four wheelers and side by sides and stuff and, and do all that. But he was like, man, he goes, we didn't have any cell reception and it was the best week of my life. He goes, even my 15 year old daughter who was like addicted to her phone was like on the way home. It's like, dad, can we, can we go ahead and plan another trip back? Mm. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, I said, dude, like, you don't even know how powerful what you're saying is. Um, there's a lot to that, man, because you can get caught up in that. And like, even like 
in my case, where like most of my, most if not all of the stuff I see is positive, you know, personal development stuff, it's still that addiction of checking your phone. Right. And for, and for somebody who like me, I, I live and die by that thing during the day, you know, like with, um, with work and everything. Oh yeah. 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 Like it, it, it does good to disconnect from that for a little while, man. Like yep. I, like I don't like, there's a time at night, um, where if somebody texts me, if it's work related text or call email, like you're just not getting a response, man. Um, well, I mean, you, you have to though, you have to allow you yourself to that space. Boundaries. Yeah. I mean, or else you're going to burn out, man. Like I've, I've, I've listened carefully. Cause like, I mean, this is like, this is like big boy sales. I'm, I'm really focusing on the work side of it here, but I mean, it, it, it's big boy sales. You know, nobody's going to tell you to not take that eight o'clock phone call. That's up to you. But yep. also the people that do take those phone calls generally burn out. Well, so I, I'll say, cause I've thought about this a lot and I'm so glad to hear you say this because when I, I feel like when I say what I'm about to say, people think that I'm saying don't work as hard, but I feel like there's a way you have to strategize how you take those phone calls like like that eight o'clock phone call. I mean, there's a way you can do this stuff, man. That 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 does not burn you out. Like you hear people talk about, yes. you know, the nose to the grindstone and just just grinding and putting in the work, putting in the hours. I, I mean, I think it's very clear that that just doesn't work. I mean, it might work for a little bit. You might work for a little bit. You yeah. might make you know make whatever you want to make with it, but that's not sustainable, man. It, it's not it, sustainable. It, and it's it's not. And it's, like we were talking about at the first part of this conversation, you can't give the best part of yourself to a sale, to an interaction, if you're not on your P's and Q's. I mean, it might be different for, for everybody. I, I don't know. Make two or three sales a week, whatever your goals is, five, ten, whatever it is. You know, if you want to uh, give yourself a nice dinner that weekend, if, if you feel like you've had a productive day, give yourself an hour in front of the TV. I mean, whatever it is, you can strategize with yourself to where – that just because that's just your personal strategy. However, however it works for you. But I mean, that comes back to knowing yourself too, man. So for me, I stayed in that kind of frenzy grind mindset for a long time because like, it's a hamster gave, wheel, man. It is. But like, but like in, in my case, like I, I got, I, I, I knew that like I, I had a reputation with myself. Like if I gave myself an inch, I'd turn it into a mile. So I, I didn't pick my head up until I got to a point where I could trust myself to kind of take my foot off the gas pedal a little mm. bit. And that part's been recent. Like that's been like, you know, within the last couple of years to like finally be to, to trust myself to be able to Now when to you do say that. trust yourself, do, do you mean like that you done enough to take a break for a minute? Or, or what no, do you mean? Change my habits changed my mode of operation knowing that like if i don't do anything tonight like if I, I need a break from from school and everything that it's okay for me to take that because I, I know now because my discipline's where it needs to be hmm. to where like i know <clears throat> i'll pick it back up tomorrow that day won't turn into a week turn into a month that's always been <clears throat> been my thing was <clears throat> like i i knew especially when I got the momentum going, like if I, if I stopped, I was going to lose it because I know how I am or how I was anyway. Um, 
but like once I understood, just keep, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it did change. Like my mode changed. Like I know if like, you know, it's been like a, like a rough day and I just kind of, I guess phoning in would be a good way of putting it. Like I'm not, you know, to the gas pedal until 530 on this day. That's fine because tomorrow I know that I will. But like I know yeah. when I need a break now. And the, the epitome of that came <clears throat> in, in August of this year. Um, we were all on vacation. Um, man, you know, I, I still had school going on. I mean, I think at that particular time, I had 15 or 16 credit hours going on at one time. Hmm. And, you know, my family's in there getting ready for the beach. And, we're, and I am in the bathroom, like, you know, looking at the mirror. I look like freaking Skeletor. Remember him from the freaking uh, the cartoon back in the day, He-Man? Yeah, My yeah. face was all sunk in. I'm in there freaking out about this pre-calc thing um, I had to do, like, the next day. And it was like, what are you doing, man? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a reason you're putting yourself through this? Like, it's okay to breathe for a second. And, like, I, got, I, I, I swear to you, man, I walked out of that bathroom, sat down, emailed my teacher and was like, I need to withdraw from this for right now. I will come back to this when I don't have as much going on <clears throat> because I knew that I actually would. And here I am in the spring. I'll have my associates. So 100% the right decision. At the oh time. yeah. 100%. Definitely. And you know, something I've noticed about that man is um, if I put myself in a situation where I need to take a break like that, however long it needs to be a day or whatever. So for me, the gym is a, is a pretty good example that I think a lot of people can relate to with this. Every couple months I'll take like a week off where I won't do any weightlifting, uh, no cardio, nothing. I just do that to kind of give my body, my body time to recuperate, recover. But here's what I, people always say, Oh man, I couldn't do that. If I was out of gym for a week, I wouldn't want to come back. I'd go crazy. Um, first of all, I get you on the going crazy part. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When, when you're in the gym, <laughs> Dude, I when you're in a gym six, seven days a week, man, and you go that week without it, I, well, me, the way my, like we were talking about earlier, the way I'm set up, I'm putting that energy into something else anyways. The way but, my bank uh, account's set up, I got to check in the savings. <laughs> and I got to keep it charged up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, but, but what I've noticed, though, is, you know, take those seven days off. That fifth, sixth day, I mean, I'm ready to get back. I, I am. I can't wait for that week to be over so I can get back to it. And I just think, you know, giving yourself that time to refresh, to just take a step back, whatever it is. I mean, just take a step back and just just give yourself hey. that time to where you you have that. Because let's just be honest, <clears throat> motivation comes and goes. I mean, motivation is like that shit's fickle. It's yeah, fickle, man. You can't rely on motivation. <clears throat> man. No. Um, let me. <clears throat> I, I heard like a. I guess it would be classified as like a parable. That, that could go so good with what you just said about how how much better you feel on the back end of that and like how much more ready you are to get after it. So the Sorios, there are two lumberjacks. <clears throat> they enter the woods every day at the same time. They both work eight hours. Let's call it nine to five. For one hour each day, one lumberjack disappears for an hour. Now, after days, weeks, and months pass, the one that disappears for an hour is vastly ahead of the other lumberjack who did not. So after 
enough time goes by, the one lumberjack is like, dude, like I work an extra hour than you every day. How are you ahead of me? The other one goes, well, for that hour, I go home and sharpen my axe. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's so much to take away from that, but like, that is the truth. Like you've got to be able to recharge, man. And like, again, that took me to learn how to do that, man. Um, I'm going to put something out there. Um, keep in mind, this was not like officially diagnosed, but like, it's, I can't think of anything else it would have been, man. But for like a while, I was getting what they call leisure headaches to where it was every Saturday almost. It was either Saturday or a Sunday, but mostly Saturdays, man. I would get this massive headache because like I didn't, like I was stuck school and stuff, man, but I wouldn't, I was not getting after it, getting after it. You know what I mean? And like, I had to learn to be okay with like resting for a minute. And that kind of comes back to me dropping that class and everything. But like there, there's power in that, man. Like, oh, like, yeah. like you're, you've got to be able to recharge. Got to. Yeah. I, I like uh, the parable you bring up. Think about how much harder the guy with the dull axe is. Working. Have you ever tried to cut down a tree with when anything that's dull chainsaw axe, Bruh. anything that's dull. I grew up in flat Creek, South Carolina. I have. Yes. Yes. How much harder are you making yourself work when you don't take that extra time to sharpen your axe? And let's not get carried away with the terminology here. The axe doesn't have to be a tool. It could be mentally. It could be, it could be, uh, physically. It could be emotionally. First of yeah. all, I think that's the, that's probably the most important tools you have anyways. But I'm just, I'm just saying that if you don't take the time to recharge, to sharpen your axe, I mean, you're making it. I think harder than it needs to be on yourself. And again, to go back to this, not keep harping on it. That's just simply not sustainable. You know, it's, it's it, not, it, it's not, man. I mean, like, honestly, like I, like there was about a two year span there, man, where like, I just, I floored it. I had the gas pedal every day. Yep. And I could, I could, like, I wouldn't even use the word burnout. Like I would just refer to it as like the B word with like my closest friends. Like I talk to like on a pretty frequent basis, man, I got like a pretty, cool network man like we just kind of bounce off each other but like i knew what it was but i didn't want to give it life mm. and like and it 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 culminated with me going to the arte syndicate the ed milet and andy priscilla conference thing you know and like some stuff ed talked about you know like for all you people who are out there killing it are you killing it at home and i'm like oh no no i'm not you know, Knox, what does Bailey do when he gets home? He goes straight in his office to do homework for four or five hours a night. That's why I'm feeling this way. And, like, once I started balancing things out a lot better, like, I felt normal again. And it's like, uh, that was the realization of, okay, this is what you need to do now. Like, your season, uh, which I needed, by the way, the season of just grind it out as hard as you can is over. Now it's time to balance everything out, man. I think part of that too is getting to a point where I felt okay with my progress. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's so tough, man. Like in my situation, like I don't want to say this. It's probably going to sound just arrogant as all hell, but it is what it is. I don't know most of y'all. Uh, <laughs> like to, to see people that, <clears throat> that that you you're coming up through school that you outscored on all these standardized tests and everything 
and just do have this pretty decent life again the social media from the outside looking in but you know got the, got their degree got a decently cushed job you know da 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 da, da and it's like man uh, like that could have been me um but the timing wasn't right for me but at the same time though it's, it's hard to see that and like enter as a freshman in college at 26 years old like that's a real hard thing to stomach man and part of me didn't want to let up until like okay you know i'm x amount away from getting my associates x amount away from getting my my bachelor's like i don't have to just kill myself anymore like i'm cool with the moderate progression at this point is what i'm trying to say yeah well i think um I don't think it's ever a good idea for us to compare ourselves to other people. It ain't. And if we look at somebody and say, uh, man, they're 24, they have their degree and I haven't even started essentially. Um, I don't think that does, you're not doing yourself any favors with looking at it that way, because I think our journey is so unique to us and our path in life is so unique to us that it literally, if you take one detail from somebody else's life, and, and, and put that into your life, it wouldn't even make sense because your life would no longer be yours anymore. You would not be yours. Yeah. You would not be you anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, but, I, but I do see what you're saying about that. Uh, and, and I just feel like you made a good point getting to a point where you feel like you could, where, where maybe you were proud of your progress. Yeah. Um, Cause I felt this, I, I still feel the same way, man. It's, it's almost like, you know, sometimes you just ask yourself, like, am I doing enough? You know, am I doing too much? Am I doing enough of the right things? Am I doing too much of the wrong things? There's a lot of I, 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 pressure. You said it. You said it best. Pressure is yeah. the right word. There's a lot of pressure. But uh, I guess maybe that, that applies to a different conversation. But the point here is that you have to give yourself, you have to give yourself a break, whatever, however you negotiate yeah. with yourself. Um, because like, like we talked about before, there's so many people connected to you. And if you're not like you talked about on the beach trip, if you're not there, if you're not present, if maybe if you never realized that in that bathroom, that would have been a trip that you didn't get memories that you could have had on because you were preoccupied with something else. Oh, oh, dude! It was like it was like immediate realization that I made the right decision too, man. It was just like I thought <clears throat> I thought I feel terrible, man, but it was just like the complete opposite, like whatever the opposite of that is. Like it felt so good to be like, all right, throwing the bathing suit on, grabbing the kids, peace, and like I I had so much fun that week, man, and like it it, it recharged me in, in so many different ways. Not quite all the way, but that was definitely a stepping stone, man. But, like, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, you know, comparing yourself to other people is a terrible idea. But, like, for, for, for me, like, I was not emotionally mature enough to, to, like, deal with a university setting at 18. No way. Oh, yeah. Not, yeah, I see. Not with the, like, I just, I wasn't equipped um, through my childhood with that level of, like, emotional control. 
I mean, this is something like I, I, this is what I'm about to say is something like I really wanted to make a point to put out there in the ether, but like, you know, the, the, the childhood that I had, you know, watching my dad go through a crack cocaine addiction, you know, from the time I was 12, uh, 11 ish, 12 ish, um, up until I was like 15, man. Um, like I didn't, I didn't get the, you know, the prep a lot of those people I'm talking about did that mm. came from a really stable childhood. Um, but like also what it, what that did to me, it may have took me a little longer, but it made me a motherfucker. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll cut your head off to get an inch. Like I'll never forget in my interview at my job now, like I said verbatim, my superpower is I don't have one. I'll just outwork you. Like I'll bury you, bro. Like you were not prepared to like take this to take anything to a level that I'm prepared to take it, man. I always think about that that um that the first Izzy Israel Adesanya fight and Robert Whitaker fight where the camera pans to Izzy and the ref goes, You ready? And he goes, I'm prepared to die. Let's go. And it's like, man, it gives me chills every time I think about it. But like, yeah, all those shitty situations, man, it, it it held me back in the beginning, but now they talk about the shadow self. I've harnessed that shit. And, I am, and, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that and that you made that connection because that's, that's like the shadow self is what went through my mind as you were saying that, because mm. I mean, you, you have always been, and I don't think I'm not trying to offend you when I say this, like you have always been one of the most competitive people that I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I, and I don't mean yeah. that disrespectfully. Like it, it but like I, what I hear you say is that you have found a way to take that competitiveness and apply it to something that you feel like can progress you forward in life. Is that what, is that, that's what yeah. I hear you say. Yeah. Sidebar. Um, talk about the competitive thing. Um, the thing that came to my mind was, um, us, um, playing tag in about kindergarten. Um, I didn't. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> here we you go. Tripped <laughs> over the damn concrete where it met the dirt. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, okay. For those that don't know, this man pushed me down out. We were in kindergarten, busted my lip. I didn't get to go to the strawberry patch. And so that's what it is. The strawberries were delicious, by the way. Um, <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was I always had to be first. Like my mom, used to give me shit about it and it cost me too like uh, there's a story of us riding bikes together going down this big hill and i had to be ahead of her i kept looking back kept looking back i flipped my damn bike end over end going down this big ass hill um but yeah I mean, like I had, I had to figure it out man I, I had to figure out how to use like all this all of my my emotions i guess and actually use them for something positive Cause I mean, yeah, I'm, I've always been super competitive, man, but I was always that butt kid. And what I mean by that, yeah, is yeah, he's smart, but he's got a lot of potential, but, and like, oh, it drives me nuts thinking about it. But I mean, that, that's exactly what I was. I was, I was directly on that path to being that next, the next guy who could have did so much, but could get out of his own fucking weight, man. Yeah. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. Oh yeah. Hell, that's now. big. That's big. But see, like you have something like sales. I can't really think of anybody or anything else that's more competitive than sales is. You'd be I mean, correct. Th that, sh listen, 
a professional salesman, man, you have got to be on your A game. Like you, you talk about a cutthroat business, and I'm not saying that I'm not. I don't mean that in a shady way. I'm just saying you yeah, better bring your best to the way. table. You mean you got to be hustling, man? You know, like like for me, like man, like my 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 book of business has grown to a point where it's like, brother, my phone starts ringing early in the morning, and it don't stop till late in the evening. Like I can't. I've got to go because if I don't. Some some new guy and a competitor who's fresh and ready to go will like, and that's that's the way I look at it. And it's the way you've got to look at it in, in, in any business, man. You've got to be competitive. Like, like I love to win. I love that feeling of when you, you pursued something, dude. I just had a a, a a capital project that I pursued for ten months, and mm. I got it. I got it. And it, it went great. It was awesome. And I remember that feeling of, yeah, you know, yes. And it helps when you, look, when you, when you actually love love to win, love what that feels like on the, on the back end, man. But I, I kind of drifted off there in this conversation. But, yeah, being, being super competitive is, is, is a must. Like, you can be introverted, extroverted. You ain't got to have a silver tongue. You ain't got to have all these preconceived notions of what a salesperson may or may not be, but you got to be competitive. And that's why, like, if anybody, if you're talking to anybody about sales, man, like, if they're comparing it to, like, being an athlete, that's when you know that that person is knows what they're talking about. Because there's a oh, lot yeah. of similarities, man. You know, like, <clears throat> I'm always... I've always got a book cracked open. Like I, I'm paying for courses out of my own pocket just to try to try to move the needle, man. Get a little yeah. bit better. Well, you gotta, you have to work like somebody's trying to take everything you have away from you because they are, because like you talk about that guy or girl who's just starting out, they're hungry, man. They're hungry. I mean, what, how's the phrase go? The wolf at the top of the hill is never as hungry as the wolf climbing the hill. Damn fact. I mean, and and like, and but that goes back to our conversation earlier. If you if you know that, and you feel like if you take that day off, you take that hour off, man. I just me, I know in the back of my mind, somebody else is grinding. Somebody else is out there grinding. Yes, somebody else didn't do it, man. I heard somebody speak about the holidays being like the the pinnacle of what you're talking about. Everybody tries to coast into the holidays. Hell, I did, but my did not happen. Um, I tried to. But they talk about, you know, if you're hungry, this is a good time to make up some ground. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's yeah. shut off, you know, and there's a lot to that, man. I mean, as, as much as I, I know I need that respite to, to resharpen the axe, I also know that that can't last too long. And I think that's that's kind of the, the fundamental key right there. You can do it, but don't let it take longer than what it should. I got you, man. Absolutely. But, like, one thing I, I, I want to make sure that I mentioned that had a huge impact on me as, like, it didn't it wasn't immediately, again, emotionally stunted, not really able to process things the right way, um, process things the right way. But ultimately, like, my my dad did did beat the addiction cold turkey, um, probably about a year before he passed. Shit, like oh yeah, dude, beat it, man. Just um, 
never touched it again. I remember, so it's actually, it was right down the road from your house. It was like a, like a little duplex or triplex, like right down the road. I think that place is uh, still there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he was living there. I remember getting a text message one day and he was like, <clears throat> I need you to come by as soon as you can. Like, like, I'm fine. Just come by as soon as you can. And like, I walk in and it's him and my aunt. My aunt's like packing the shit. He's like packing up all the stuff. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And um, he goes, I'm going to rehab like today. Um, just wanted you to know, like my aunt's over there crying her eyes up and everything, but like, but like now being like a much more emotionally mature person and like kind of understanding things a lot better, like that, that was huge, man. Like, like watching him, him beat that and come out and be such a, such a better person, man. And it's awesome. It, well, let me be careful with using that phrase. Like he did it right before he passed away. So like right. it, the last thing he did on this earth was beat that shit. Oh, and, oh, son. Yeah. Let that sit oh. in the last thing he did. He, he got a rehab. He, he moved, he moved to Lugolf, which I'm sure so many people will not know where the hell that is. And then he, like, he, he passed away a few months later, man. And it's like, if you're going to go out, what better you feel that bro i got fucking chills over <laughs> here bro you feel it in my nipples man like god that's that's some deep it, shit man last thing he did man and like and it's like he had that dog in him this whole time he was 60 years old before he figured that shit out but but he had it in it the whole time and like that's yeah man yeah it it fascinates me to hear this kind of stuff and like you're saying there was no professional help like there was no i mean he he went to rehab but it was like so what the 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 doctor told him was that he's never seen anybody come through here and actually beat the addiction Hmm. and yeah like my dad was just like no you know it's funny too man because he quit cigarettes the same way like his quitting cigarette story you know, it's wild. It was him and my mom and like his best friend and his wife. It was a, it was a Super Bowl of whatever year. My dad got to coughing and like he coughed up with what was probably a tar ball, a ball of tar. Um, walked out to the living room, slid his uh, cigarettes across the table to his friend. I was like, I quit. He's like, Nick, don't. He's like, no, I'm done. And dude, that was the last the last time he smoked a cigarette, man. Um, that was crazy. Was that before or after the rehab thing? That was way, way before. That was probably three decades before, two oh. or three decades before that happened. But it, like, yeah, like he he was always able to beat something if he wanted to, if that makes sense. Yeah, like so it, that that makes me think, man. Like what you said about earlier um, about getting out of your own way. Yeah, so like. If he was able to do these things, then, and I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just, what I'm trying to say is like, it's almost you, like, you this totally is how I fine. feel about, this is how I feel about everybody. And this, I think this just brings the example to the table. It's like, no matter what it is that you're going through or what's happened to you, no matter what you think other people think about you, your biggest enemy 
has always been and always will be yourself. Like, I just, I, I just feel like people are so much more capable of what they give themselves credit for because like, so for, for me, I don't have, I don't have anything as nearly as, uh, as, as sexy as that, you know what I mean? I don't have anything. That- oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it sounds good when I dress it up like that, for sure, for sure. But I mean, just, but I, like, think about <laughs> that shit, man. That shit takes out a lot of people. And, and this is somebody who just, who had, who, who I, I don't know, who had the willpower to do it. I mean, like, I don't sick know. Sick and tired of being sick and tired, man. There's like a lot of power in that. Once you hit, once you hit that point, um, Steve Harvey, man. Have you ever seen Steve Harvey's Apollo story? Like, uh, uh, oh, dude, I'm going to send that to you. I play that pretty often. But, like, he, he talks about you get to, like, a like a turn-back moment mm-hmm. to where, like, you can, you, can, you can quit here, but everything you've ever wanted will not happen. Just write that off. You can turn back now. Or you can progress forward and, and go down that path, man. And like that's like that's what I think about when I think about my dad was he was had his turn back moment. Mm-hmm. He could have turned right back and been good. I mean, not good figuratively or whatever, but he, he could have just it would have been so much easier to just turn back away from that. But he went through it. But um, yeah, remind me to send send that to you, man, because it, it gives Steve's like story of, of just how it's crazy, man. Like I, like I played it, I played it before my interview in the parking lot, because I mean it, it kind of felt like my turn back moment, like fresh out the military, man. Like I had to, like I had to go, man. Like I had to, I had to get with it, you know. Benefits were leaving, all this stuff, and. Yeah, it's fucking, it's so wild, dude. You would be, you'd be really surprised how dedicated and motivated and motivated you can become when that is the only option you have to progress yourself. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to burn bridges, man, but I am saying, I'm, I'm saying that if you get, if you put yourself in a situation where you don't give yourself a way out. Uh, I think we would be surprised how, how not easily, but how I think we would be surprised how we could make it work. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, if I had one, if I had to say one thing that I want people to understand when I say anything that I say is that I, I want people to understand that whatever it is that they're going through, they can, they can make the shit happen. They can. I, I mean, mean dude, like I, I'm the walking poster child of that. Like I was a fuck up 20 some odd years of my life. Like dude, my dad was a drug addict, man, parents divorced, you know, just disability income, like all this shit. I got, and I know everybody says it, you know, all, you know, Every successful person, if I can do it, you can do it, you know, but like, it's like, I'm hoping people that I know hear this shit, who know me, who know what I was, man, and like what I'm turning into, because like, I, like I put it in that post too, right, that the, uh, the 
where it started, where it's where it's that thing, where it's like it took me a while to even be comfortable with talking about the successes. Mm-hmm. But it, it felt inappropriate because I'm not done yet. Like I'm not sitting, you know, in the seat that I want to sit in. But I think that's a a lane or a segment of the whole personal development space that gets missed. Nobody talks about it while they're in progress and the struggles that they're going through now. Mm. They always talk about it in the past tense. And like coming from somebody who's still working at it, man, it's not, it ain't pretty, man. But like, if you, if you convinced yourself that there ain't no other way out, just like you're talking about, man, it's like you don't touch a dog who's cornered. Don't try to pet him. That's when he's most dangerous. You are the most dangerous when you do not give yourself an out. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to ask you something. And uh, before I ask you, I want to say something. So I want you to think about this as I'm, as I'm saying it. So the question is, if you could go back and say something to your younger self, or if you could say something to a younger person, or maybe even a person your age who was in the situation you were in then, what do you think that would be? And the thing I had to say, so I guess maybe think about that while I'm saying this, there's a story, two guys have an alcoholic dad. One grows up, never touches alcohol. One grows up, becomes an alcoholic. They ask the two guys what happened. They both say, I watched my dad. Real though. <laughs> that's real. That's Man, real. That's, that's, that's really real. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I took from it. What, what not to do. Um, but if, if I could say one thing, because it's hard, man, because like the experiences kind of like 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 build you, um, like like all, all the hard hard stuff kind of kind of builds you. Um, but if I had to say one thing, let me chew on it for a second. We can come back to it. We can come back to it. I, I mean, that's a big question. It, it, it is, man. I mean, it's something like I don't want to give like a knee jerk response to, man, because like. Like I said, like it's it, it sounds when that question's like, you know, put to someone, I think one thing like I just said that gets forgotten about is like all the negative stuff kind of builds you. Yep. Like I, like the the shit I mean, the, the the stuff that turned me into like a savage man was like all the stuff I would try to tell that person to avoid, but like you, you can't. You can't like I guess what I would say was use these experiences, the, 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 the real negative stuff that you're surrounded by as motivation. Don't ever think that this is okay because it ain't. And you can, you can do so much more than the environment you're in. So take the lessons you're supposed to take from this shit and get after it. I mean, go, go be a savage man. Like, I know there's like a big debate. A big debate is whether you know you, you develop kind of this for, this mental fortitude, you know the 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 willingness to go to go after it, or you're born with it. It's made, man. I mean, yeah, some people are born with it, but but, but you can make it, dude. So, I mean, there wasn't like I was the laziest, but you bro, lazy ain't even the word. Um, but 
little by little, man, the, the incremental changes at one percent better every every day, every day, man. Just people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in ten. Yep, that's it. And just the small incremental changes add up, and it's like well, they compound. Those small they, changes, they comp- it's, it's not it's like compounding you're just, interest, man. It's yeah, you're not just thing. making you're not just making one percent improvement every day. That that one percent is growing every day. Yeah, I mean, that's even 1% if it's a half on one percent on one exactly. Same thing when you invest your money, man. Yep. You know that the compounding interest. Um, there, there, there is no difference, and the, the incremental changes seems to be the one that stick too. Mm. I, how many times do you see somebody? Oh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to lose fat, and they cut out all the stuff they're used to eating at one time. They try to wake up at four o'clock in the morning out the gate. Yep. What happens within a month? They're right back, got burnout, couldn't do it. Yep. Um, and like I'm 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 still like a like a, I just want to keep pounding this home that like I'm still in progress, but like. From where I started to where I'm at now, it's like a different human being. And I know that in another 10 years, it's going to be a that that dude is going to be a real savage. Yeah, for real. I think I think we stay in the process, man. I think even in 10 years, just the way you and I are, I mean, we're so much alike because I, I feel the same way. I feel like in 10 years, you're going to be like, oh, you wait another 10 years. Even though 10 yeah. years ago today, like you're going to be proud as hell of who you become. Yeah. But, but you, but, but like we never, but we, we're all in the process, man. Everybody, it don't matter where you're at, where you come from, where you feel like you're at. It, everybody is always in their process. If you feel like you get to a point where you can chill or you're satisfied. Okay. Well, that that's your decision to make, but, but we're all in the process, man. I mean, I just don't even think that place even exists, man. I, I don't mean, think it exists for me, for sure. <laughs> no, like, like there, there, there's no, if I get to this point, I can chill out. No, there's not, because, damn it, I know myself. I think, yep. the, like, if there's one thing like, you take away from this, however long we talk, it's like, go go learn yourself. Because that's where you're going to figure out how to make yourself happy. But I know that once I make my more immediate goals, it's going to be cool for, like, a little bit. Then it's going to be like, all right what's next um because there, there's got to be a what's next man like i'm not even sure i'll ever retire man i, like, I, I say that all the time like, yeah. i don't I, yeah, I mean it's easy to say at 30 i mean yeah it, it is easy for me to say that but at the same time it's just like i know what what, what am i gonna do man wake up and go play play golf every day which i mean would be awesome like you know oh yeah go go do that every day but I know that I would be miserable in a very short amount of time. Well, and you have to okay. think, like, listen, some people retire, and that's completely okay. Some people, uh, they do hit the brakes. They do find that place, and that's okay. But you and I, we're, we're both in, I think it's safe to say we're both in the fitness world. Think about what happens to a person, man, when they get to a point in life and they just they stop being so they they stop moving so much if if a person gets like if they if they I'm not saying everybody who retires does this but I'm saying if this happens and they just get to a point where they just like stop they just stop like what's going to happen 
when your joints go, when your joints go, your health goes, man. When you can't move around, when your hips, when you can't move your hips, when your knees can't move, like I wish people understood that. Yeah. Your heart's important and you know, your lungs are important, brain, that kind of stuff. But if you cannot, if you don't take care of your joints, if you can't move your joints, you can't, you can't get up and walk around. I mean, you know, you can't walk at a fast pace. I mean, your joints are, I think your joints are critical to your health, uh, specifically the knees. Cause if you can't move around, dude, you talk about Jordan Peterson, man, like one of my favorite things he said, like the number one killer in this world is a sedentary lifestyle, mm -hmm. like one where you don't move. And like, I'll be again, full, full disclosure here. I'll be the first one to tell you like the past, probably the past four or five months. Like if, I, if I've missed on anything, it's, it's been the physical side. So I'm trying to figure out where, where my damn balance is. Um, yep. your, your screen froze. I don't know what that means. No, I got you, man. You're, you're, can you hear me? I can hear you. Your screen just froze. You're good on my end. We're still, we're both still at 99. Okay. I think if oh. we, if we keep talking, it's, it'll, it'll still record. If we keep talking, it'll probably come back. If it doesn't come back in the next you know minute or so, just let me know, but okay. it'll probably come back on. All right. But, um, but yeah. And like, even in that short amount of time and like, I've noticed, like, I don't feel as good as I know I can. Yeah. Um, it, it like, it gets tricky, man. When you, when you, when you throw in the kids and the wife and the job and for me, like my, my situation, the school, it is, it's hard to insert a healthy diet when you're smoked and you get home and it's like, oh man, let's just throw a damn pizza in the oven. Um, but like, that's, that's what I'm working on is just having that firm, firm balance and in, in, in everything, man. Cause like, that's like, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is too, like, I, I, I feel, I just feel different and it's, that's something I've got to get under control for sure. Well, I think if there's anything we've learned from this conversation is that you're going to find a way to work it out. You know, yeah, that's a damn you're gonna, fact. You're going to find a way to make it work, whatever that's got to be. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's got to, man. It's, a, it's that thing of like, that there is no alternative. Like, yeah. there is, the, there's no way out of this, man. Like, again, and like that too, like, it does wonders for me, man. Like, you know, leaving, leaving a jujitsu class and like literally being spent, like, yep. Like having to pretty much crawl across the mat, um, it's it, it it does wonders not just for your body, man, but for your mind. Oh yeah. Um, it, like even even all the old Greek philosophers talked about how important the, the physical side of everything was and what it does for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see you, you're, that. you're still frozen, by the way. Right. Got action, baby. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so before we get off this topic, man, I want to I want to go back to something you were talking about the inter, the incremental improvements. I think what's important for people to understand, and I didn't really understand this for the longest time. I'm just checking our connection right here. Is that um, people think that like when you make a big improvement, whether it's to yourself or your career or whatever, uh, it has to be like a huge improvement. And yeah, those things matter. But I think what we don't think about enough is the things that we do every single day that re that we repeat. Mm. I mean, you, you have to think about it. If you 
the habits that you have every day, um, for easy math, let's say, uh, let's say if you spend six hours of your life, that's what, 25%, six, six hours of your day. Yes. That's, that's a quarter so, of, yeah, yeah. So if you have six hours of your day that's wasted on either social media, bad habits, uh, oversleeping, whatever it is, if you have six hours of, of bad habits of unproductive time, if you do that every day, that's 25%, man, that's 25%. And that, it's even less than that. If you sleep eight hours a night, I about to say, you're not even factoring in, you know, sleep. And then like, what's the average commute in this, in this country, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, something like that. You factor that <laughs> yeah. in two ways. I mean, like, bro, you don't have a lot of room to work with. At, at okay. That point, man. So if you sleep eight, you work eight, that's 16. Just say your commute, uh, getting ready for work, all that kind of stuff that let's just say that's at least another, that's another three, I would say two or three. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that puts you at 18, 19 right there. Uh, so that you have what, six, five, six hours left of your day. Even if you're, even if, even if it's one hour, if you're wasting one of those five or six hours, that's 20% of your free time. And if you do that every day, it, it's not like it's 20%. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it compounds like it, it turns, it, it, it turns from 20% of a day to 20% of a decade. Right. And then of a lifetime. And like, that goes back to that Kobe thing, right? Where like, you know, you stack in two extra practices a day and do that for a decade. Like it's an extra four hours a day that you practiced that somebody else didn't. Yeah. Um, and like, that's, that's the way I look at stuff, man. I mean, like, I also have to work hard to keep that healthy. You know, like, I, I think I've talked about that a, a lot and probably enough, but. Well, like I just, I don't, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I, I was just, I was just wrapping that thought up. I mean, like it, I, I'll put it like this, like, whenever you're in that grinding season, like, you need to be squeezing every drop out of, like, moving the, moving the needle to yep. where you want to go. There's, there's a point you can get to where you can kind of readjust things and balance stuff out, but you need to get used to basically using every hour of every day, man. Like, damn it, I hate wasted time. Oh, man. And, and yeah, and, and like what I'm trying to stress that I don't think enough people think about is if it's repeated every day, if it's something that you do every day, like it is not insignificant time. Your commute, you commute to work. Just say it's, it's our round trip. Most people might listen to music. There's nothing wrong with listening to music. Just throw on something educational for 10 minutes that hour. Just 10 minutes every day. Feed the brain. Just Feed just 10 it. minutes. By the whole by the week, you have almost an hour. First of all, yeah. you can listen to this podcast on a commute. There you go. There's one thing. Yeah. No, but I'm, I mean, right there. But like seriously, <laughs> seriously though, man, if you just like just I'm I'm but, big on that. I'm big on like overlapping brother, time, like yes, going to the gym, man. driving. If I'm doing something fishing. by myself, oh yeah. Oh, oh dude, yeah. I, I'm I'm going to send you the um, Ed Milet just had Rob Deardick on his podcast with the subject being time management was a big thing they talked. Oh about. God, I need that, brother. You've got to just hear the way Rob talks about it, man. I, I'll send it to you as soon as we get off this. I, I don't want to lose. I don't. You you need to hear it. But he talks about just how efficient he is, man. And like, just how just ruthless he is with doing multiple things at once, getting the most out of like a minute pretty much. And like, I, I do that. 
like on the way. Like, I don't. There's some times where I just need like some mindless music. Oh, definitely. Full, yeah. Yeah. Full disclaimer. But like the norm for me is while I'm on the way to work, um, some sort of podcast, whether that be, you know, Ed Milet or Andy Frisella, um, John Bernthal, real ones with John Bernthal. Hmm. The guy he was he was just on Joe Rogan. I haven't listened to it yet, but he was just on. Rogan. Oh, dude, start with the Shia LaBeouf one. That will just blow your mind. But it's either that type of stuff or it's a sales podcast. Like I, one of my favorite things, <laughs> favorite things to do is while I'm building quotes and things, I have sales podcasts going on <clears throat> at the same time. So I do get. I mean, I have to spend a lot of time at a computer. It just is what it is. But like, just because you're just sitting there, <clears throat> kind of just doing that stuff, have something getting in your brain, man. Yeah. Like, and, and even if you only retain 10% of it, that's 10% that you didn't have. Yeah. And like, you don't even know what subconsciously you're also retaining. Exactly. Like, I, I don't, I don't hear every word because like there's something like, Oh, what's that? I like kind of forget that I have the podcast, you know, going on. Yep. Um, at the same time, it's getting, it's getting in my head. And like, I will also say this, you get to a, a point where it's like, it's kind of addicting, man. Mm -hmm. Like where you like, you get excited. Like, yeah, man, new episode dropped today. You know, like, what am I going to learn today? And like, once you hit that, uh, that, that there, that addiction to the knowledge is a beautiful thing. And the addiction to the habit yes. and the addiction to the progress Man, that's a – I get chills thinking about it, dude. Like, that, that shit there, buddy. I had to do it for me. And, see, this is something that I have <laughs> – this is something that I that I have with people. Uh, I mean, so we have issues in our society today that we've never had before, obviously. We have things that we need to overcome as a society, obviously. But we are living in one of the best times as far as information goes, access Never to that been information. Easier. Never been easier, dude. You can go to YouTube and learn enough to start uh, almost any business you wanted to. Really. Yeah. And, and, and like this is a zero cost thing. And all like it, it amazes me that we're not capitalizing on that as much as we probably could be. Because well, you have of us everything. Are. Well, some of us are, but like you have everything at your fingertips, man. Like this is all this information is at your fingertips and it's never been like that ever, really. I mean, not 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 no. as quickly. My phone is sitting right here at, beside my computer. I can go to my phone right now. I can go to Google or wherever else and I can I can type something and within seconds I have an answer. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never been like that. How to start a business. And by the end of that article, you're going to have a pretty good idea. You, you absorb enough of the content of the type of business you want to start. Go get an LLC. You might be out 150 bucks, and you're in the game. And you all, you already have some knowledge. I mean, you got to pay some dues along the way. But at the same time, it's like you can pull from anybody, man. Like I can find the best salespeople in the world on all their interviews and listen to them. Damn, I thought it was going to tell me. You know how sometimes you'll Google something and it'll say, X it results pops. in like so many seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to tell me that. It doesn't tell me that on a phone, but uh, I thought it was going to say that. But yeah, I mean, literally, go to Google, type in the question, and you have like it's there. You know, it, it's yeah. we, we've we. I mean, we have access, and in a podcast, people talk for two, three. Joe has people on for four hours at a time, man, talking about real 
like talking about things that back in the day you would have to pay for information you had to pay for psychologists doctors uh uh, people in the finance world. man yeah I business mean, everybody people, yeah. and and you can i'm not saying now can you use that towards a degree no but if 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 you're just trying to learn something if you're trying to educate yourself that is like it, it's insane to me that that we have that and um going back to it we still find a way to complain make excuses yeah and it's a hesitancy man like so like and and i was bad about this too man like it's all, you don't want to get embarrassed when you fail. Mm-hmm. That that right there may be the hardest hurdle to get over. It's so much easier to blame it on external factors. Damn it, I know it. I was the king of that. Just, but anyway, before we go, I don't want to go back down that rabbit hole. But yes, it's so easy to get the info, man. You just gotta go do it. You just do, man. Like and and find good sources of info. Man, like the stuff, the stuff I've learned off of like this podcast and YouTube videos, it it, it blows my mind. Yeah, I, see, I want to like, scream it. Like, why aren't you doing this? My biggest thing, and and people think I'm crazy. Uh, I'll be in the gym, and like I want to strengthen my mind while simultaneously strengthening my body. Now, sometimes towards the end of the workout, like you, I'll put a song on or something, a couple songs on, something like that. But most of the time, for the most, for the majority of the workout, is something um, not necessarily educational because it's, it's hard for me to focus in the gym like that because I'm 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 focused physically. But uh, but it's something motivational, inspirational. It's, it's somebody like Eric Tom. Let me tell you something. You've never you have never worked out until you've been on a treadmill and you got David Goggins and Eric Thomas in your ear. Jocko Willis right there, have right beside him through a brick wall. I mean, but, but but like you said, the effect that, that has on you subconsciously, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just, I mean, that you're not even oh, aware of. And, and there's something else. Like I've, 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 I just have to add this, man. And it's like surround yourself with people who are having these fucking conversations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, like looking back on it, you know, like I didn't have a click, but I did kind of have like a, a main group of friends who – to be a hundred percent blunt or either dead in jail or have been in and out of jail. Like I have no short shortage of examples to give to that. Surround yourself with people who are having these conversations, man. Cause like if you were hanging around seven complacent, just whatever you envision unsuccessful to be, guess what? You're the eighth one. Right. That. Like my, my life started changing for real once I changed who I interacted with. Yeah. And and there's that that's real. Oh, that's 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 a hundred percent real, man. Uh I there's two things I gotta say to that. One is um if I don't have if I'm not in a position in a situation where I can have conversations like this for an extended period of time, like I almost feel like it's it's almost like it depresses me, man, because I love having these these deep, in-depth conversations. I love hearing from people and learning from people that I feel like uh, had maybe different experiences or maybe similar experiences from me. I mean, that's one of the whole reasons for doing this thing is so that I can learn, so other people can learn, and, and so we can be in that space together. Um, but the next thing is, you know, you talk about if you're the hang around, uh, you know, four, four bad people you'll be the fifth or whatever the thing about that is well nobody wants to do that because that feeds the ego 
you're the smartest person in the room. Like you yeah. got it figured out. Nobody. I mean, you, that's you can a real do it thing. if you want to. You know. Yeah, you exactly. If I wanted to, I could do it. To go. Um, yeah, like that's that's real, man. And and brother. And, we all know this. We've all heard this. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. We need to be in a room by yourself. That I, I, I heard that from, from my boss about if you're the smartest person in your room, in the room, you need to be in a room by yourself. Yep. That is correct. Um, like for, for me, you know, my stroke of luck or blessing or whatever you want to call it, man, like I just, I walked into the right place at the right time and like by accident, almost I changed who I hung around with and just, it, it's weird looking back on it, man. It's so funny at how like you can't see the change when it's happening, but it was definitely happening at that point. Um, and like yeah, that's never, a good point. That's a good point. You can't see the change as it's happening. That's good. I like that. It, it's in, like, um, Ed Milet, I'm not even going to try to like reproduce the, like the story, but like it was something along the lines of like if you drained um, like Lake Erie and threw a cup of like threw a cup of water in it each day, it would take like 50 years before the ground got moist and soft. Take another 20 years before you start to see puddles, but like 10 years after that, the lake would be full. Like what he was trying to get across, like, again, I butchered that. Don't No, no, I see what you're saying. I, yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> like the invisible progress, like you've got to be okay with like doing the right things and not seeing anything. And then like one day it's going to bust loose. Like you're going to start seeing all the stuff and it's going to come at you, man. And, but like you have to go through that period where you're just not seeing anything and, <clears throat> and not give up. Cause man, I, I came close, man. Like pre-military, both the sales jobs I worked were just dumps, man. Greasy, you know, and it was like, man, I, I want to go back to school, but like, I don't have a way to pay for it. it like, oh, shit. Ended up doing the military thing, and which kind of let me be able to go back to school, build my resume up. You know, it just looked better. It, it kind of gave me a reset that I needed. Um, but that was my invisible progress, man. And then like over the past year has been like the, where I can start to see the puddles. Now I can start to see puddles. Yep. And, and now the next, you know, 10, 20 years, it's, it's going to get a lot more real, man. Oh, I'm so excited, yeah. dude. Like you, you should be at a point where, you, where you're looking forward to the next 10 years and looking forward to that journey. Cause you know, it's going to be a fucking ride, man. Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. Um, those times you talk about giving up, those times are some interesting times, man. Those are the, the, the when, when, if you look back on it now, the times that you wanted to give up, I've, I've always said if, if the, uh, I've always said about like when you want to give up and things like that, the moments that make us think we can't go on are the same ones that teach us no matter what we always will. Yeah. Like Dude, and that whole that whole Steve Harvey thing is, is about that man. About he was ready to quit, and he went to one more show, and it broke loose. Uh, I mean, you can have you can have a thousand no's, but you only need one yes. 
That's, that's a damn. <laughs> that's, that's the damn truth, man. I mean, that one yes could change your life. Yeah, and it's like it's it, it, it's funny how they also come when you're not expecting it, man. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will honestly like give up all hope, and then boom, something falls in your lap, man. Well, I won't say it. Maybe it doesn't fall in your lap, but like we talked about, it's that building up of what you've done. Right, right. Yeah, that was a – yeah, let, let me let me rewind that. No, there. no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like the, the, they come uh, – the opportunities come, I should say. If you're doing the right things, the opportunity is going to come. It may, it, it may present itself <laughs> at your most desperate point. So I, I, I've, I've been there, man. Oh, man, I, I, could, I could write a book. On just being at that point, and for whatever reason, man, made it through. So what do you? But what do you think it was that, that that kept you going? That pushed you forward? I mean, what was it that you said? You know, not today. We'll see how I feel tomorrow, but not today. Fucking quit everything for the most part I've ever attempted to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it? Like I. I don't know, man. I could bad a bad habit just running from problems. Um, and I, I just got to that point where that wasn't okay anymore. Like that, that norm was not acceptable anymore. Um, and, and I, I think if I had to pinpoint it, I would say that's it. I mean, there's probably some deeper stuff there if we like really went into it, but. Yeah, I just got to a point where the status quo was, was not acceptable, man. And there's, there's always been like this yearning for something more too. that. I mm. cannot explain, but it's been there for a long time, forever. Yep. Just never knew how to quite act on it. I, I didn't have those lessons. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like if you're getting a late start in life, you know, I mean, I'm only 30, so I'm not that I'm not, I'm not old, but like, <clears throat> don't. So I didn't get the lessons like these 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 father son talks about. You know, this is the way you should, you should do stuff. So I, I I had to figure that shit out on my own, which is really kind of what you know held held me back for a long time. But like, don't do not let that define you. Do not let your hat rest upon that excuse. Yep, shit ain't cool. I know you say it held you back, and I see what you mean by that, but I don't think it's that it held you back. It's, it's that it pulled you back. For, it's like a slingshot. It pulled you back for a release. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I wasn't ready, man. I mean, even that, that first that first sales job, man, like I wasn't even ready for that. Um, like it, every, every experience, man, is kind of, built me up to where I'm at now. It just took me a long, it took me a while to like figure out how to, again, harness that and use it for the way it needed to be. Um, but like, I, I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't. Cause I mean, if I took away all the bad stuff and got kind of the silver spoon upbringing, it, I just wouldn't be the same, man. That work ethic wouldn't be the same. Like, it, it would just be off, man. And like, it's it's hard for me to envision a person like with that silver spoon type of upbringing being able to handle like high pressure situations because they've yeah. never been through anything you know tragic or difficult. Yeah, it's it's hard to think about that when you're in that situation, but that's that that's that's real. 
I mean, because you can't, you cannot, we've talked about this all night, man. You can't grow in comfort. You can't grow unless there's some kind of pressure to, to, to push you or pull you forward. I mean, you just can't, you just can't do it. It's just not going to happen. Um, this, uh, makes me think about something that we talked about earlier that I wanted to, to ask you about. Cause I feel like you'd be a good person to ask this too. Cause I feel like we relate on this. You mentioned something earlier about, uh, talking about being behind and other people feeling like they were ahead of you and stuff like that. Like, I know that we probably both know people who, um, it's almost like they had to follow a certain path in life, whether their parents wanted them to do something or their parents wanted them to pursue a certain route or whatever. And I, I feel grateful in saying, and I think maybe you're in the same situation. Like we didn't have that worry. You know, it's not like we, we didn't really, at least I didn't, I didn't have somebody didn't breathing, <laughs> breathing down my neck saying, you know, um, not maybe explicitly saying this, but, but definitely implying this, that, you know, if you don't do this, uh, we're not going to be proud of you and you're not going to live up to your potential and X, Y, Z. But I think the sad part is, man, there's a lot of people early twenties, early thirties, and maybe even later, um, that are in that situation. I mean, it's almost like people are living a life. I, I don't know if it's them living a life vicariously through their parents or vice versa. It's probably the parents living their life. Yeah. Their children. Yeah. It's, it's vice versa. I'd say, yeah, I definitely didn't have, have that. It was, I got to do whatever you want, but pretty much I, my mom, I mean, I'm going to refer more to my mom here than my dad because my dad died when I was 16, but it was more or less do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, just go, whatever. If you want to make straight A's cool. If not, that's cool too, which that is not how I would go about it. Just a disclaimer there. But yeah, I didn't have that. If you don't, you know, <clears throat> go off to a private college and have a, a badass degree, you're going to be a failure. Definitely. I didn't have that, man. But, and, and I don't know how I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I didn't have that, I guess, worry. But the sad part is there's people who are in that situation still to this day. Like there's people who have pursued careers just solely to make their parents proud. Somebody. Yeah. That's and a I, damn shame. I, I, I can't think of anything that would, like depress me more than that. No, I mean, like this, I mean, I don't know, man, think about how these people in that situation, I just think about how they feel. They're not living their That's life's not prison. theirs. That's a prison without bars, man. And hell, some people may not even realize that when they're that are in that position that they're, that, that's a jail. You are again, going to be 70, sitting on a little rocking chair out front and being like, I have fucked up. That, that's the only way I see that playing out. Or you have that come to Jesus moment somewhere in between there when you're like, yeah, this ain't cool. I, I don't want to be a doctor. I want to work at a nonprofit or whatever the hell that may be. Um, yeah. It's sad because like, I, I know some real life examples that I could say right oh, yeah. now. I mean, yeah. I, I've got them. And like, I'm thankful that I didn't have that. And I kind of, I was allowed to figure out my own path. And like, again, you talk about support systems and being surrounded by, by certain types of people, man, exhibit one, a 
example, one A is is my wife, man. Every you know crazy idea that I've had, whether it be career change, military, get out of the military, it's always been okay. How do we make this work? How 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 do we do it? And she's mm. been like helping me stumble my way through that as well, man. So yeah, yeah that's that's yeah that's uh that's rare, man. That, no, that, that that kind of support. I mean, it's just just it's just ble- a blessing, man. Back again, like it just because like if if she had not been on board for any of that, none of this is taking place. Like I'm not here right now. And yeah. <laughs> it, what a change that came from me being bored at work and hiding in the bathroom playing on Tinder. I swear to God, that's, it was that's like a, what started it, it all, huh? It was like a Wednesday, dude, and like I was, I was good at what I did, man. Um, I, I got references, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I get production, so like, man, I get way ahead in the morning. Like, I wasn't doing a lot in the afternoon. Like, that's just yeah. how I operated, especially in the summertime, and it's hot. I, uh, I'm gonna get everything I, I can done before lunch and cruise in the afternoon. Well, part of that was. Can't be really seen doing nothing, but be in the bathroom. And um, yeah, I went in there one day, man. It was like a like a Wednesday, and we matched. And as the story goes, <laughs> you know. Well, that's good for you, man. Last time I was on Tinder, it was an absolute fucking headache for me. It, it's it's ninety nine percent a shit show. Um, I don't. But man, do you do you remember my wedding? How much do you remember from that? I remember from that wedding that we were on the beach and it was, it, it was warm. I can lie. It was warm on that beach. Yeah. That was a, damn, <laughs> that was a flaw in the plan, brother. It was, it was warm. Uh, but no, I remember, um, let me see the wedding. Uh, yeah. I remember the wedding. Yeah. I swear to God. I, I think I cried for no less than four straight hours. Um, like what before or after or like uh, during you don't I oh cry during through, I, I cried through the ceremony cried through the reception like I didn't stop until like you know I was giving everybody hugs on the way out oh. <laughs> I, I, the reason I bring that up is man you know talking about like your significant other spouse whatever you refer to them as you know like when I look back at that man like there was so much anger and hatred and everything it just got released that day is what I felt like man. And, like, it blows my mind that, like, somebody can keep, like, stuff so pent up, like, you know, so suppressed, and then, like, the right person can change that. Because, mm-hmm. um, man, like, she she's everything I wasn't, man. Still not, you know. And, I don't know, man, I just can't say enough about having somebody that's in your corner like that, like ride, like for real ride or die, not this, not the hashtag social media relationships, man, but that real, all right, you want to do this, we're going to figure, we're going to figure it out together. Like whatever you need me to do, just tell me and I'm fucking there for it. Like that, get yourself a support system like that, man. Find the right people. Well... I guess I'm going to go eat chocolate ice cream until I pass out now. <laughs> but, I mean, again. I see what you're saying, man. I see what you're saying there. But, I mean, it's it's hard. Like, it's harder. It's so hard to find that, man. Because, again, 
you've been on the on the tender battlefield. Hell, I was on there for yep. a year before I met her. wasn't wasn't nothing like that on there. And I wasn't even necessarily looking looking for what I found. I was yep. looking for what I was getting. Yep. You know I mean, like I, I I I got out of it when I was trying to until then. Like I wasn't even looking for a relationship of any kind. Um, and it's it's crazy to even think about that and knowing how how pivotal she's been through all this. That's good, man. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, man, I, people ask me, it's it's a weird situation right now in my life. I'm like, hey, like, people start complaining about their life or whatever. I'm on the phone, whether it be a customer or whatever, and they're like, how's it going for you? I'm like, man, I don't have a lot to complain about right now. Like, I, don't, I don't even know how to, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. it's awkward, but, like, I don't. I'm, I'm doing good, man. You know, I'm I'm all right. That's good. I'm it's glad good to hear that, man. I, I, I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, I feel like, like I said, we you put the work in. I feel like you get uh, – I, I just feel like there's a there's a force that's way bigger than us that's operating in this universe, and I feel oh. like that we're rewarded, you know. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you, and I'm happy for you for that. Yeah, I really yeah. am. I mean, I'm, fuck, man, look, look at you, man. Like so, so, this is for everybody else who who may not know Cody personally, or maybe didn't know him in the early twenties. But I remember the early days of when it was still Jones landscaping with a damn with a riding lawnmower and a damn farm truck. Yeah, where you, where you didn't have the 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 business to keep you afloat during the winter. I know I talked about this last time, but damn it, this shit's gonna see the light of day. I'm gonna talk about yeah. this again. <laughs> But um, when the when the winter time would come around, you know, we used to always have the, the parties out in, in your dad's field, man. Winter time comes around, Cody's got some, you know, just some job to fill the gap until springtime got there, man. It just miserable. It, a few weeks go by, either quit, got fired, whatever. Just, just the most miserable person working forty hours a week. Fast forward to summertime, working 80 hours, probably making less money at that time, too. Happy as shit. You see him on Friday night. It's 2 in the morning. This man right here is going strong. Yeah. Um, and seeing you come from, like, the farm truck with, like, a, not much more than, like, a riding lawnmower to, like, where you're at now. You got people up under you. Like, big time, big time shit going on, man. That's, that's fucking awesome, dude. I'm proud, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I know where I'm, you come from. I'm, uh, I'm trying, man. It's, it's, there's a lot. Uh, it, I'm, I'm trying. You know, I, I, going back to that thing I talked about earlier. Sometimes I, I question, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough of the right things? Um, you know, these people that work with me, they have families, and if I make the wrong moves and this thing doesn't work out, I mean, it's not their fault. You know, uh, I just, I, I remember, you know, my mom died in 2018. And, uh, I, I realized then that, that I had to make some, some changes in my life. And, uh, that winter, of 2019 was right before I picked up 
the biggest client that I have to this day. And, um, I don't have children, but the girl I was with at the time, she, she had a child and it was, uh, it was Christmas and I just, um, I couldn't get anything for him. And, uh, I told myself that if I could make it through that winter, I would never have another winter where I was hungry again. And I thank God every day that it's been that way since then. I mean, amen, brother. Hey, amen. It's amen. just, I, I don't expect anybody to understand it. You know, it's, it's not a lot to some people, but, um, but for a long, for the longest time, it was all I had, you know, yeah, and uh, I I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here. I just had to throw that out there because I just feel like that was. I don't know you ever. I don't know what that felt like. Don't ever no. forget what that felt like, sir. No, I I don't, man. I I just that's what I'm saying. You know, I I'm not really. This is what I, what I try to tell people that you have to you have to put yourself. I'm not saying put yourself, but you have to experience what you're, what you're capable of doing. Like you, like looking back on that time, man, 2019 was probably one of the, I didn't have a job in 2019. So it was, it was, it was tough, but I, I knew, I knew that this big thing was coming. We had already talked about it. It was already in the works and I needed to make, I needed to make it through one more month, man. I needed one more month and that money was going to start coming in one more month. life. Dude, and it was like I, I, I was right. Like I could see, and don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, I still am trying to grow to this day, and I've been very thankful for all the business that we have, big or small. It doesn't matter the size of the customer. I'm just saying this one was enough to change. Like, this one was enough to 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 help me put a guy on almost full time. So it was significant for me. I mean, it was it, that's a huge thing for a landscaping company to have work in the wintertime, which I'm thankful that we have now. It's not as much as the summertime, but it, it, it keeps us going, you know? Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, man, I just told myself that, that I would never, if I can make it through that, I would not be in that situation again, whatever it takes. I mean, what it, absolutely whatever it takes, I wanted to be able to make it work. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't, real. I don't know how to top that one, man. I don't know if that's a, if a stopping I mean, point for us or. I mean, or what? It, it, it wouldn't be a bad one, man. Um, but you know, like, I don't know, man. I, I I understand. I understand exactly what you're talking about, man. Like, but not ever feeling that way again, man. Um, let me let me see if we get if we're gonna get this real about it. I mean, I, I'll get real about it. You know, I don't like. I don't ever want me or anybody I'm associated with ever experience. Really, this is aimed towards my kids, but I don't ever want them to know what it's like to know what a what a piece of of of, of crack smells like. Ever, I, 
I, I don't I don't want them with that knowledge, man. I don't want them, you know, to feel that almost like em- I don't want to say embarrassment, but like just what it felt like to get into it to like a piece of shit car to pull up at school, man. And kind of just how, how tough that was. And to go through all, 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 all the shitty stuff, man. Like I can, <laughs> man, I, I, I can still remember that smell to this day, man. And like that, that right there is so powerful. But like I say, all that to say, man, like everybody's got like this, this center thing that they use is like their fuel. You've got yours and I've got mine. And, uh, but yeah, like just, I guess I'll, I'll end with just saying, man, whatever that situation is for you, don't ever forget what that felt like. Don't ever forget why you started whatever you're going through, man. I mean, it's, you can't don't don't let that define you. You can overcome that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think, you know, with you too, I, I don't think you're ever I believe in you when you say you're not gonna let that happen to your family or your kids because um and I'm not joking when I say this, I'm being dead ass serious. But like you are the kind of person that when you make your mind up to something I'm I'm not saying you in general, I'm saying you specifically are the kind of person that when you make your mind up for something, you make it happen. I mean, man, I can remember times like you just, that's one thing I admire about you though, Bailey, because you don't have, you don't let people talk you into things or talk you out of things. Like you just do what you feel like is best for you. And that's how I know that what you're saying to me is real right now. I mean, that's why, like I would be, I would, I would, I would, be comfortable saying that I would bet on that statement that you just made because I know that you have that you, you have that inner drive to you that, that you just you want to make the things happen that you want for yourself. And if that's something you say you want for your kids, I 100 percent believe that or I, excuse me, that you don't want for your kids. Yeah. Or I guess that you do want, you know, you want them to have a better life, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's a certain lifestyle that that they're going to have. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm not there yet, but um We'll have this conversation again. In a year yeah, man. Or two. Yeah, we're all getting. Oh, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I I'm can't tell you what, fucking wait. A year or two, uh, I'm gonna have a big banner behind me that says um, Joe Rogan Hoot. Now I'm just playing. Yeah, no, I mean, no, <laughs> like, like that, that's, yeah. This episode is sponsored by. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, nah, I mean, but I, <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna be. I think we'll be proud of ourselves. Like, you know, we'll, I think anybody we'll who okay. listens to this to that applies like what we're trying to say. And let me just, you know, say for the record, man, I'm not trying to say at all that I have it figured out. I mean, I'm not trying to say that, that I'm in a spot I'm right now you where said it. Well, I'm, you <laughs> I'm, know, I'm you not trying it. to say that I'm in a spot where I have it all figured out or I'm, that, I'm, that, I, that I'm comfortable. I mean, shit, don't listen. Don't listen to me. Go Google, like find out for yourself. First of all, you, your own experience is going to be the best educator anyways. But. I'm not where I want to be. I don't know the things I want to know, but I, I know one thing is that I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I used to be, man. And I, and, and, you know, people take this self improvement, personal growth thing as like a, it, it's like an act of arrogance or whatever, like who the hell are you, you know, but, but forget all that, man. Like 
what you're doing is for yourself, for your family, the people that are around you. And you know what you're doing at the end of the day. You know what you're trying to accomplish. So just forget, leave all that negative shit. Just leave it, just leave it behind. You can't take it with you. You can't fix everybody. If you try to fix everybody, if you try to repair everybody, you're going to take yourself down with them. And then the people that are connected to you don't benefit. And you got to ask yourself, is that really fair to the people, to your family, the people that are connected to you, your, your business associates? No, it's not fair. I mean, it's not fair. So you have to, you have to do what you got to do, man. Um, okay. Before we close this thing out, is there anything you want to promote? Any kind of business or web page or yeah. Facebook, social media, anything? Yeah, let me, let me make sure I got my boy's Instagram right. Uh, let's see. Shit. Seems y'all rarely I get on Instagram because I can't find it on my phone. Uh, Probably not a bad idea. Probably not a bad idea. LinkedIn and Facebook, man, is where you can find me. If anybody here wants to add me on LinkedIn, first name Bailey, last name Stroud. Uh, damn, I, like I for real can't find it. Um, I'm going to search it. How do you, think there a way to search an app? How do I do that? Uh, what do you have, uh, Google or, or, or Android or Apple? Apple. <clears throat> oh, got it. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just going to plug my boy, uh, Parker. Uh, he has got his own clothing line. Um, it's, it's still very much in the startup phase. Um, name of the company is Atlas Aesthetics. Um, the website address is atlasaes.co. Um, that's some good, that's some good stuff, man. Like I've, I've, I've seen the product, you know, I, I know where he's getting it from and all that, man. That's a good dude too. Um, okay. So is it like active wear, like gym wear yeah, and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's active wear, men's and women's. Um, yeah, he, he's trying to get it off the ground. Um, that's a good dude, man. He talk about, you know, spreading positivity and stuff. You give him a platform. And you'll see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah go, he, I'll go check him out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, me and him. So it, we went to the RTA Syndicate together. He, he works for the same company, just a different branch. And we went through training together. Again, stroke of luck, blessing, whatever you want to call it. But that's my boy, man. That, 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 we we talk to each other almost almost every day um, about stuff, personal development and everything. But um, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Check all right. Out. All right, man. Um, let me close this out. Like I said, don't, don't, don't exit out just yet. Let me, uh, finish this upload real quick. But, uh, but Bailey, I appreciate the time, man. I, I, yeah. I, I, and I mean it when I say it that I'm proud of you for where you're at. You know, we, we've known each other for a long time. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to see you doing what you're doing with yourself, man. I, I think it's a, a good thing. You too, man. Proud of you, man. A one since day one, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm going to close this out. We'll finish this upload and we'll rock and roll.